Hey guys, welcome to another episode of Sort of My Podcast. My name is Vin the Human, Vincent Herman. Sitting to my right... Chelsea, aka Chell Razor. And sitting to her front, my left, is James Odell, also known as Alpha Spectre. Unfortunately, we won't be joined by Boba Fett today. Uh, Bob Collins is actually either just finishing up or still working a 24-plus hour shift. Uh, and he lays concrete, so yeah. That's got to be a bitch. So, yeah, he's not joining us today because he is either in a coma, just about to get off work, or still working. Um, anyways, we're going to jump in with comic books right off the bat today, guys. And we got a special one for you. Um, Deadpool issue 13. Big old crossover, four-part issue with Daredevil and Paraman Iron Fist. Um, now, if you've been following along with Deadpool or you haven't been reading Deadpool, don't worry. This is a one-shot story. So, if you like what you hear, you can go run out, pick it up. You don't have to buy any more after that. Uh, basically, we start off in the Daily Bugle with Ben Urich trying to figure out if the story he's working on is newsworthy or not. Which, I want to point something out about that real quick. Is <laughs> in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, we don't have Ben Urich anymore. Mm-hmm. Which, they, uh, which they kind of... him quick in Daredevil. Yeah! <laughs> but, which kind of makes me sad, because he's a big journalist in this world. Well, yeah, he's a big part of the, the Daredevil story in general, and, uh, yeah. Uh, he's just, Netflix yeah. just straight killed him. He's gone. Um... But anyways, uh, we get uh, we cut to a bank where a silken-haired, red-suited man who reminds me of what's that guy from Yu-Gi-Oh? Oh, uh, uh, not not Kaiba. Yeah, the, it's not Kaiba. It's, the big evil guy with the Egyptian yeah, with eye. the Egyptian eye. I can't um, think of his God, name. It's been so long. But yeah, right. he is blatantly that guy. <laughs> uh, I um, think his name is Silver Fox, if I remember right. In the in the Marvel universe, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, they're walking into this bank that um, this investment banker is trying to clear out and bail on. <clears throat> because apparently he's been uh, stealing or rather investing laundered money uh, money for various different criminals. Marvin Shirk. And the Silver Fox has found out about this. So the Silver Fox shows up and threatens him uh, by threatening to cut off something. And mm -hmm. in enters Typhoid. Mary. Typhoid Mary is this this extremely dangerous assassin type character. Twin swords, half of her face is painted white. Painted white. Pretty crazy. And she has pyrotechnic like pyro powers. After she threatens him Like she lops off one of the yeah. one of the guy's hands that was yeah. with Silver Sorry. Fox. Well, she comes in to, uh, oh, yeah, to threaten yeah. him, the investment banker, and uh, ends up Silver Fox. getting confronted by Silver Fox, and they end up fighting uh, instead. And the, the best part about this is, is when she enters into the room, she slams her sword through the door, and she's like, here's Mary! Like, uh, like from The Shining. I don't really know much about uh, Typhoid Mary, but I thought, like, at that point, I was like, holy crap, we go to another Harley Quinn. That was that's my what initial That's what thought. I thought, too. I thought yeah. that it was more like a Harley Quinn kind of character in this. But he does end up sneaking away and uh, decides for some reason to go to Deadpool for help. Um, of all the people he could have chosen, yeah. he went to Deadpool. Um, and Deadpool basically uh, tells him that he's pretty much screwed until 
this investment banker, I guess his name, what is it, Marvin? Marvin, Sh- Marvin Shirkley. Yeah, Marvin Shirkley uh, tells him that Typhoid Mary was involved. And then it gets interesting because <clears throat> apparently he had a really bad, uh, really interesting past with Typhoid Mary because she raped him. More, yeah, more or less. No, it's sad. Uh, it's I guess, sad. well, it, it goes <laughs> to explain that he was with this chick, felt, was in love with her, her name was Siren. Siren. And apparently Siren went crazy and became Typhoid Mary. Became typhoid Mary. Mm-hmm. And so is she has like, mentally scarred death. That's why she has a split, split like, per- personality? Yeah, yeah. Okay. she reached two people in one, and it's, yeah, so. Okay. And then Typhoid Mary uh, ends up just humiliating him. And uh... There's an ad here for the Simon's Cat card game. This same ad is on the back of all of the Rebirth issues. Which is, mm-hmm. yeah, which is yeah. causing the pink stain on the on the edge of all of the rebirth issues. Right I didn't here. notice yep. pink. Yeah, stain. yeah. on it's on the variants that have the white cover. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so thanks, Simon's cat. Mm-hmm. Well, Deadpool pretty much uh, assumes that this guy is going to die. He tells him he's not going to live through this. Um, but anyways, my payment. Uh, so the guy throws down these diamonds. Um, what? That says fap. Yeah, he throws the diamonds near at his crotch, crotch and it says fap. I don't know. I don't know if they uh, did that on purpose. Though. Can I just point out the Deadpool's combination to is, is sixty nine left, sixty nine right, sixty nine left. Yeah. <laughs> just to make this even better. Which uh, <laughs> later in the book he uh, refuses to give out his combination, but mm-hmm. right here he's blatantly <laughs> like saying Say it out, out loud, loud in front of this guy. Um, but he, he goes to put these diamonds in his safe, um, and Marvin asks him to hold on to this laptop for him. So he attempts to fit it into the safe, but he can't get it to uh, go through the slot, so instead he dumps it in his trash can and says, It's perfect! So they get on Deadpool's bike uh, and end up getting accosted by two gentlemen in suits, uh, which Deadpool doesn't know whether they're cops or not, but assaults anyways. Uh and they make this quick getaway. Uh, later, we see all these different mob bosses, including Typhoid Mary. Which did you did you notice the the place they're at? It's the Red October Social Club. Yeah, I did not notice that. <clears throat> just it's little just, things just stuck little, out to me like that. Mm-hmm. Random uh, Sean Connery reference. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but yeah, they are, uh, they're all meeting and trying to figure out what to do about the situation where the guy stole their money and Deadpool ends up showing up and tries to call out Mary. Uh, while he's doing this, Marvin is asking him, you know, what, what are you, what are you going to do about my situation? He's like, this, this doesn't help. How does this help me? <laughs> yeah. Like, how does this help me? And Deadpool basically tells him eh, one thing at a time, mine's more important. He said, this beef with Mary's got to be resolved. Let me have a little revenge, and then we'll see about your problem. <laughs> we'll see about your problem, yeah. <laughs> um, so, Typhoid Mary and Deadpool fights, um, bantering the, uh, back and forth the entire time. Uh, and eventually she ends up setting Marvin on fire. Uh, so, now, Ma- all of Marvin's clothes he- catch on fire, so he strips out of them. Yeah. So, he is now running around. In a helmet and tidy whities Well, he, he tried to run away, and she said, where do you think you're going? Do the fire pants dance. And literally, <laughs> oh, yeah. it's like... 
Uh, while this is going on, all the other guys are opening fire on Deadpool, who's getting shot up, and decides that it's it's time to get out of there. Um, he assumes that he can no longer really help uh, Marvin, so he decides that he needs to seek legal help, and they show up at, what is this, Town Hall? City Hall? Mm-hmm. Something like that. They mm-hmm. show up at City Hall to the District Attorney o- uh, Office. District Attorney's Office. I can't talk today. <laughs> Assistant District um, Attorney's Office. Yeah, he's the ADA, and it just so happens to be one Mr. Matthew Murdoch. And the the lines right here at the end, uh, he <laughs> says, I can't say I'm a huge fan of the blinds in this office. Maybe I'm going to be stuck with you for a little bit longer. And I feel like that's a double entendre right yeah, there yeah. because usually they'll they'll highlight the word that they're going that they're trying to do the double entendre with, but this time it's just regular text. So maybe they meant to do it, maybe they didn't. Well, but it's funny either way. Because as we'll find out here in a minute, he, yeah, I don't yeah, think Deadpool knows he's blind yet. Yeah. No, that's right. Now he he does. He finds out uh, here in a minute. I like what yeah. I like what Matthew Murdoch says. He says, "Why is it suddenly small like?" Uh, of gunpowder, sadness, and sriracha. Uh, <laughs> All right, and that leads us into Daredevil uh, 7.1 section of this issue, where Matthew Murdock is trying to get everything straight about the investment of the cash, uh, how they're trying to kill him, how he came to hire Deadpool to try and protect him, uh, which he's been doing a terrible job of, as Matt uh, acknowledges. And now he wants to go into witness protection. Marvin says uh, that he's got all of their financial information and the wrongdoings on a laptop, which he gave to Deadpool. And Deadpool cuts him off to say, uh, that's enough, you little Miss Chatty. I'm not so sure we should trust this guy, Marvin. I mean, don't you think it's a little suspicious that he hasn't commented even once on the fact that you're, uh, you're wearing nothing but undies and a motorcycle helmet? Uh, how do you explain that, barrister? Could that uh, could it be that you yourself are the guilty party? The defense rests. <laughs> um, very very classic, idiotic Deadpool shenanigans. Yeah, it's great. Um, Matt says, you know, it could be that, or it could be because I'm blind. Uh, he's like, well, I I didn't think about that, and so he swings a sword into Matt uh, Matt Murdock's. Uh, Clo- real close to Matt Murdock's face. Like, yeah, like an inch away from his face. And Matt Murdock asks him if he's waving his hand in front of his face to check if he's still blind. Deadpool says, uh, more or less. And uh, they decide to sidebar so that Deadpool can uh, try and convince him to not go this route. Even though Deadpool's the one who tried to convince him to go this route. <laughs> more or less after a little back and forth in Deadpool being Deadpool, um... Matt Murdock tells him, well, you don't hire me. The Basically, what you need is that laptop to go into witness protection. No laptop, I can't do anything for you. So they decide to go get the laptop, which Deadpool can't seem to remember whatsoever. Like, he doesn't remember being handed the laptop. He doesn't remember where it went. Basically, Marvin's like, let's just go back to your office. Because Deadpool was about to bail on him as a case closed situation. They said, uh, Marvin asked if there's any way they can get some clothes. Uh, Deadpool says, there's no time, but he does grab a trash bag from a nearby trash can and puts it over uh, his naked body. 
While they're doing that, uh, Daredevil jumps in and says that Matt Murdock uh, sometimes calls on him for help and uh, that he was in the neighborhood. So uh, Daredevil calls out Marvin here for being a criminal and a money launderer um, and working for criminals and basically points out that he's going to go to jail. Um, he's like... Do you, do you forget that I beat up bad guys? He's like, yeah. And then points out that he's done all this illegal stuff. He's like, oh, I'm a criminal all too. All right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so Deadpool tells him uh, that they're going to have to go through a secret entrance to get into his office. Uh, when all of a sudden he smells something and his head bursts into flames. <laughs> um, it's Typhoid Mary who's just showing up to... Uh, I think, is she trying to kill Marvin or is she trying to... To get the money from him. I'm not entirely sure. I don't yeah. think that's ever clarified. Yeah, I, don't, I don't think I they feel ever like she's, just tra- she's, she's trying to, ha- to take I, Marvin, but she's trying she's to get rid of him. She's very chaotic. Also so. kind of doesn't want Deadpool around either, so she's yeah. kind of like, you know. Um, so they, uh, they get away from uh, Typhoid Mary for a second when uh, they point out that Deadpool got burned pretty bad. And Deadpool starts to say, I... Uh, and he turns around, his mask is melted to his face, and he's screaming, I'm blind! He has no eyes. And this his day, eyes his burn eyes out of his are skull. burned This out of starts skull. my favorite part of this issue. Me, oh same, my God. It, same. It breaks down into just Deadpool pointing out he's blind in almost every panel. <laughs> um, it's milking it. And like, <laughs> da- Daredevil asks, like, he's like, doesn't you have a healing factor? And he's like, don't minimize my pain. I'm blind, Daredevil. Look it up. I can't because I'm blind. <laughs> he's like, I can feel my super senses kicking in all day. Yeah. It doesn't work that way. Um, you have super senses because you go blind. <laughs> so Daredevil is convinced that his super, his super senses are going to help him fight off these goons. So he tells them to get upstairs and go look for the laptop. While he stands downstairs... And waves his arms around with his swords in hand. Uh, what are you pointing at here? <laughs> There's a thing over on the other page where he says, I used to look up to you, man, talking to Daredevil. Now I don't, though. I don't look up to anyone because I'm blind. <laughs> yeah, and he, he just keeps milking that for everything it's uh-huh. worth. So while Daredevil and Marvin are upstairs looking for the laptop... <laughs> Uh, Deadpool's downstairs trying to take care of the goons, which basically just consists of him, like, flipping around with his swords, asks if the guys are just out of reach with their guns pointed at him. Uh, they confirm yeah. this, so he throws his swords up in the air, grabs two grenades, and says, I sensed it. Blows them all to hell, including himself. All of um, Daredevil's trying to break into this safe yeah. by hearing. But he's... Um, yeah, but he, he just can't, he can't because Deadpool is too loud. Deadpool's being too loud. Um, he's like, what was that? He's, uh, Deadpool said, or Daredevil says, Deadpool. I'm guessing he either blew something up or got blown up. <laughs> he comes into the door <laughs> charred. He's like, a little bit of both. Uh, Daredevil asks him if he can open up the safe. Um, and Deadpool points out, how exactly could I do that? I can't see the numbers, man. I am blind. <laughs> Fine, tell oh, me the yeah. combination. I'll open yeah. it. I'm not telling you the combination by save. That's where I keep all my special stuff. Um, <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's when uh, Daredevil decides like, he's going to try and do it himself again and also decides to point out that Deadpool's like the worst person alive. Um, they eventually get into the safe. 
and uh, I think the diamonds and everything are gone. But for, uh, specifically, they point out that the laptop is not there. So Daredevil or uh, Deadpool decides to retrace his steps. Can I also point out that the only thing in the safe is two dimes that we can see. Only two dimes. Yeah, two dimes. <laughs> one heads, one tails. That's the, that's Deadpool special stuff that he has in that safe. While he's retracing his steps, he realizes that he put the laptop in the trash can for safekeeping. Uh, but the trash can is empty, and Daredevil reiterates, worst person alive. While that that's happening, Deadpool decides to defend himself, going off on an entire tirade about uh, thinking that maybe Daredevil's the blind one, because he doesn't say that Deadpool is a person that matters. <laughs> Um, oh making references to Matt Murdock yeah. and how much he looks up to he it. He thinks he's one of the bravest men he knows. He's blind, too, and that uh, that they have that in common, and that he became a lawyer in spite of this disability. One of the most noble professions ever. <laughs> uh, and he's proud to call him his best friend. Um, he, he starts to go on like that when all of a sudden his eyes grow back and pop out of his skull. And he's like, oh, sweet, my eyes grew back. Where's Daredevil? <laughs> Daredevil left, apparently, uh, right around the part where he said that he's a person that matters. And they decided to go talk to the cleaning lady, who confirms that the la uh, that the trash went out earlier that day. So, uh, and Marvin is freaking out, and he's like, what? This panel, oh. where he talks that he did, the, or got Deadpool has like Dead the mo the the most dedicated cleaning staff out there, and this cleaning lady is just mopping up and cleaning up all of these dead bodies that Deadpool blew up earlier. Um, so while Marvin is freaking out about the the fact that the um, laptop is gone, Deadpool tells him to relax, and uh, uh, he decides to go enlist the help of Power Man and Iron Fist. Um, you pretty much consider this to be an easy, an easy day. Um, and, and and Luke Cage looks at Martin. He's like, "Why is I have one question? Why is that man wearing a trash bag?" Foreshadowing. <laughs> Foreshadowing. Um, and then it says to be continued on the next page after these ads uh, for <laughs> Civil War and Spider Man. And here we come into the Power Man and Iron Fist issue of all of this. Four point where, one. Uh, if you haven't been reading Power Man and Iron Fist, you don't necessarily need to to read this. Yeah. Uh, there's a couple of context what things you'll understand. A mess. Yeah. It. It's. It's out there. So. The first. The first page. Power Man, Iron Fist, Deadpool, and Martin are at the dump. And that's where they decide they're going to look for this laptop and all of the the garbage that's come in through the day. There's some that still hasn't come in yet. And one of the ladies points to the inside where all of the new trash comes in and said that that's, that's where it would be if it's here. Through this whole scene, Luke Cage just scowls at Deadpool the whole time and says, I hate him so much because a lot of people don't remember Luke Cage led the Avengers for a while and had to put up with Deadpool wow so so we see them they're all on top of piles of garbage digging digging 
and Iron Fist is just all like, I can feel it. We're about to find the laptop. And Luke is like, you've been saying that every 15 minutes for the last three hours. And he's just, Iron Fist is trying to keep everyone positive mm-hmm. and all of that. And then he looks at Luke as he's putting rubber <laughs> gloves story. on. And he says, why are you wearing gloves? You have unbreakable skin. He says, my skin may be unbreakable. That doesn't mean I want to rub it against moldy food and dirty diapers. Fair enough. He's like, you know, you don't see Larry over there complaining. That's because Larry never led the Avengers. Because <laughs> <laughs> this guy is like geeking out about being on a mission with Power Man and Iron yeah. Fist. We come over here. They're still sifting through. And the guy's like, I wish I could give you guys some more of my crew to help. You know, but there's no one else here that I can give help in. And Luke just keeps going, this is the worst job we've ever taken. Dirty diapers, I'm going to end up smelling like icky yucky. This is the cutest thing. Iron Fist looks at him, and he's like, what's icky yucky? Luke's like, come on, you know. And we see Luke and Jessica Jones' daughter saying, Papa, I have to go icky yucky. So, it's another reference for shit. So, and, and this is my favorite part of the entire mm-hmm. Power Man Iron Fist section of this. So what's the difference between Icky Yucky and Fiddle Faddle? And Luke just tells them, context, bro. Just context. The situation is Fiddle Faddle as opposed to Icky Yucky, which is what my daughter leaves in the toilet. <laughs> so several times throughout this comic, Luke has to correct Iron Fist on the appropriate way to not... To use these fiddle faddle icky fiddle faddle icky yucky <laughs> because a little backtrack yeah, Jessica Jones uh, has pretty much forbid Luke Cage from cussing around their daughter mm-hmm. so he's just out of habit adapted these new ways of cussing fiddle faddle icky yucky all that and he uses fiddle faddle constantly this is the first time we've seen icky yucky and so it's. It's entertaining, especially if you know the context leading into it. But they go inside, they're slinging trash left and right, and then Deadpool picks up a handful of trash and smells it. And he's like, and Martin is with him. He's like, what are you doing? Uh, He's like, after I was blinded, my other senses became heightened. Martin tells him, you were blind for like an hour. And Deadpool's like, I know, but I think my senses are still heightened. Does this smell bad? (laughs) Just shoving a pile of trash in Martin's face. And so Martin's going off on him. He's like, I think we should split up. Because he's getting sick of Deadpool shit. And uh, he says, we can't split up. I gotta protect you. And gangsters are hunting us. They'll be here any minute. How (laughs) How would they know? And we come over, and Deadpool made a tweet about going to the dump to find a missing laptop. He's like, <laughs> on a laptop. He's like, these things just kind of happen. <laughs> so we're back at the oh, dump. Okay. Deadpool picks up this, this pair of underwear. Part. Yeah, same. And he's like, this place is great. Look what I found. I feel like an idiot for buying new underwear last week when they've got some here for free. A little spit and ball, she's gonna be good as new. Marvin's like, I'm gonna die. <laughs> Devil's like, I can't believe how much cool stuff they have here for free. <laughs> so, so up come the the bad guys with Typhoid Mary rolling up, and Russian guy talking. Now you believe me? Twitter is good tool. So obviously they checked Deadpool's Twitter account and saw <laughs> they were gonna be here, so they showed up. Like, these guys, they're arguing in the car, 
and they come up, and she's like, I'm trying to enjoy the calm before the storm, Typhoid Mary says, because go it's going to rain death and destruction. We go back, Power Man and Iron Fist are walking to another pile, and the guy explains to them that they're digging through trash that's weeks old now because new trash is on top. Makes sense. And then Luke's like, you hear that? I've been digging through dirty diapers filled with weak old icky yucky. And Iron Fist's like, and that's a bunch of fiddle faddle? Exactly. Like, exactly. <laughs> Context. And then all the the dump workers ask, what is he doing? Looking over at Deadpool. Iron Fist's like, he's being Deadpool. Looks like, I hate him so much. And he's just walking around in these nasty dumpster underwear. They're like these giant pink polka dot boxers that he found. And uh, he's like, we're looking for a laptop. Laptop, the thing, the thing we're here looking for. The reason we're up to our elbows in dirty diapers filled with fiddle faddle. And Luke looks at him, icky yucky man, icky yucky. Diapers filled with icky yucky. So Devil's like, what? What do you, What language are you speaking? Like, a little bit more banter back and forth, and out pop the villains. And Typhoid Mary yells, get them. And they just uh, start unloading on these guys. So they, they all start running inside, and Deadpool says, my regenerative healing power should have me covered. But to be clear, you don't have any healing powers, do you? Asking Martin. He's like, no! He's like, that's what I thought. Just stay close. Uh, and don't get any weird ideas about me holding your hand. So Luke Luke walks in, his shirt's all tattered, Deadpool makes a comment about he shouldn't sexualize himself like that. <laughs> and Typhoid, Mary, and Deadpool go at it once again. And so Luke tells all the dump workers to get to cover, and Luke and Iron Fist start beating the hell out of all these guys. And it, this spread page is really cool. Mm -hmm. Like, not... Iron Fist's head looks a little weird right there. Yeah. But, like, it shows all the fighting going on. Luke Cage throwing people. Iron Fist beating the shit out of people. And then we see Deadpool with Typhoid Mary's legs around his neck. And Marvin hiding under a trash can lid. He says, why do you taunt me like this, woman? She's like, you love it, baby. And... <laughs> Oh my god, I just noticed this. Yeah. Mm -hmm. The newspaper uh, flying by. Typhoid Mary is, is doing like a, a big high combat kick curb stomp to Deadpool. And so it exposes her crotch. But there's a little piece of trash that flies by to cover it up. Good oh thinking, Marvel. Quick thinking. Yeah, Marvel. <laughs> so it looks like, should we help Deadpool? Iron Fist looks like, you're kidding, right? Looks like, yeah, I hate him. Deadpool just turns and kicks the shit out of Typhoid Mary. After, like, making 100% sure everyone knows that it's because she's beating the shit out of him and he doesn't want to be looked at like a misogynistic jerk. <laughs> so, he has to clarify, this is self-defense, nothing <laughs> <Yeah>. else. <laughs> and... So, after the fighting's all done, a guy in a garbage truck rolls up. He's like, holy smokes, what happened here? You wouldn't believe it. It was insane. Uh, and they're talking about how all of these guys showed, uh, the heroes showed up and everything that went down. The, the driver was like, that's crazy. You'll never believe what happened to me. 
Look what some moron threw away. At first I thought it was busted, but it works perfect. And he's holding Marvin's laptop. I think the great thing about that is that Deadpool laughs and says, he just called, that guy just called you a moron. <laughs> yeah, because Marvin's like, my laptop. Deadpool says that to him. So, so they get the laptop. Uh, Luke thanks everyone for their help. Everyone's taking selfies with them. And Deadpool's like, anyone want to take a picture with the current Avenger? Don't everyone rush at once. And they all look at him like, one of the workers is like, is he always, you know, like this? Iron says, sometimes he's worse. And the final words of, of this part of the comic is Luke saying, I hate him so much. <laughs> and you, you can just feel the despair in his voice yeah. every time he says that. Alright, so this is the last the last part, Temporary Insanitation, part, part four, four, which I love that word, those words anyways. It's still, they're still in the dump, and they call Murdoch, or Marvin calls Murdoch and says, hey, we got the laptop back. He says, great, maybe you can stay alive and out of jail. And uh, so at, at, while they're doing this, Typhoid Mary's coming back, coming too, because she's kind of knocked out. So uh, Marvin asks, is she awake? And Mary says, I remember you. He's like, oh, wait, hang on. And uh, said, Marvin said, hey, she's making that fire face again freaks out so after she makes a comment about how they like they know how to show a lady a good time she leaves but not before setting the garbage on fire which deadpool is again caught in the middle of i think they're all caught in the middle of it yeah uh, i think it's yeah just it's, deadpool, it's from it's, iron fist and uh well yeah marvin's definitely not it's the three yeah. heroes yeah the three yeah and so uh one of the social workers starts running and Typhoon Mary just punches him in the face, because he's the one that had the laptop. Punches him in the face, takes the laptop, and then hijacks the trash truck. He starts speeding away. Marvin hang- like, clings onto the uh, to the garbage truck, and as Deadpool- Deadpool's shooting, and they're going, and then he decides that he's going to shoot like a one of those grappling, grappling hooks. Yeah. And that's if they were going to, you guys follow when you can, he's holding onto this. He's backing me up, and then Luke Cage says, we're right behind you, and they're not. And then he said, I couldn't help but notice we're just watching them go. Life's too short, man. Our part in this caper is over, is what Luke Cage said. So Deadpool's dragging on the back of it, and Marvin's hanging on, and they're going down the, they're barreling down the, down the street. And all of a sudden, there's a limo that pulls out for Luke Cage, Luke Cage and Howard Fistar. It says, Screech, where's the laptop? And of course, Luke Cage says, fiddle faddling piece of. <laughs> Which I love. I love the fiddle faddles. Continuing. And I love this this next part. This is one of the few times you actually see Danny using his powers. Exactly. Yeah. I love it because the whole time that he's doing this power, he's like, today has really sucked. <laughs> literally gone through every, every window, window and dragged people out and just like literally. And Silver Fox goes like flying. I didn't know that Iron Fist wore sneakers. <laughs> that that's new. Is that a they new used thing? to be slippers? Oh, okay. But he kind of wearing a tracksuit. People kind of teased him about the slippers. And he's also wearing a different colored jumpsuit. Yeah, yeah it's so it's, it's dark. Issue. Okay. I kind of like it. So after all of this, they're freaking out. He's like, "Keep the laptop, keep it." And I love <laughs> what Luke Cage says next. He says, "Too late. You got our knickknack, paddywhack, and Irish up." This is why Power Man on Iron Fist is one of my that's favorite so books. Good. Congrats on making yet another stupid decision, Marvin. Then that's when the picture ends because Daredevil comes back to <laughs> and to where Marvin is, 
and pretty much jumps on the back of the gar or the top of the garbage truck. Sorry. So you can be killed out here. The crazy lady driving this rolling dumpster fire is the only leverage I have on anybody, is what Marvin said. Deadpool's like, what I miss? He's like, we need to stop the truck, is what Daredevil said. They done and done, and they just start shooting the tires of the truck they're all on. <laughs> what, what are you doing? Stop, you idiot. Put away the gun. Marvin's like, whoa. He goes flying. Breaks his ankle. Yeah, breaks his ankle. Hits his head. <laughs> <laughs> Daredevil says, see, I knew you weren't going to live through this. And he's like, hang on, Sharkly. And Daredevil, of course, saves him. Yeah. And Marvin, get up, as we said. And all Marvin has to say is potatoes. <laughs> so, <laughs> which, of course, Daredevil says, damn it. So he swings, he pretty much holds him in one arm and swings at the bottom of this page. He says, today will never end. And it's him, Daredevil, jumping on trucks, jumping on cars, and trying to get... Trying to get trying Martin to, get Martin to safety. safety. Yeah. I love it, because in the beginning he says, Now I'm surfing on top of a garbage truck through the streets of New York, driven by the gal who gave me a nervous breakdown. Eat your heart out, Spidey. Is what or Deadpool said. He swings through the passenger side, and all you see is that he says, Hey, and it has a whole bunch of things, so he's calling her a bad word. But something. Something. She flips out, and, like, you and then it says, uh, You again, what did I ever do? And Deadpool's like, oh, just impersonated the love of my life and made sex on me. Made sex on me. <laughs> and let me think I could be loved. <laughs> she says, she says, it sounds bad when you put it like that. Yeah, and I've killed people for way less, like putting toilet paper on a roller backwards. And then she says, it has to roll under, yeah? And he's like, you over, you heartless bitch! <laughs> and the thing that makes it me sad... Four thing that, right? Four characters. The thing that makes me really sad, like, kind of not sad, but like, just kind of aw, here is because she's like, why don't you kill me then? End it. He's like, I should, but I won't. You're sick. Basically acknowledging that she people, has a problem. Yeah. She's not inherently evil. And then, um, I love it because she's like, but if you think I'm going to get lectured by Deadpool, you, what the hell are you doing? Fight me. And he's like, I'm done. I'm changing the script. Life is too short. So, like, he doesn't want to fight her anymore. And he's like, fight me, you coward. And he's like, no. Well, he's <laughs> wow. like, well, maybe just one more goodbye <laughs> kick. And then, <laughs> Womp. I love it. Womp. He says, but I'm done with this. And she's like, uh. So every time I punch typhoid, the merry part of you takes a bruise. The sick side of you is indestructible. Is what I like. What that that's what kind of like tugs at the heartstrings a little bit because you see Deadpool's sensitive side. Because I mean, everyone knows him as this crazy like, you know. Yeah. I mean, no one really knows. Like, he does have a soft spot for her, and it's just it was really sad. He's like, I'm only admitting that now to you because you'll never remember it. When you tell the story, tell everyone I tried and failed to kill you, and then of course Daredevil pops back after taking Marvin somewhere. And he says, I heard what you said. And you're not wrong about Mary. Tell no one. I have a rep. <laughs> the cops have Marvin. You have the laptop? He's like, it's in the cab. Daredevil says, Mary's trapped in a revolving door of crime, jail, and misery. Her crimes are addressed, but never her sickness. They talk, and they come together with a solution, and they end up putting her in what looks like a mental, hosp like a mental hospital. Yeah, what is this? Is looks this like... for a shield? Or... Uh, I, I think assume so. so. Preston, uh, Preston is the person they bring her to. Yeah. And she... Uh... Is she in charge of Shield? No, that's no. Uh, yeah. But I, I think this is a Shield facility mm -hmm. because they, they talk about her abilities and all that, and they wouldn't put her somewhere that she would just be able to set the whole place on fire. Yeah, yeah. So it's like it a has special, to be like yeah. And Mary will get better care here than she will in prison. And and Deadpool's like, how'd you swing that, Preston? Like, I carved out some scratch from the anti-terror budget. Is he gonna catch hell for that? And she's like, don't know, but she can start fires with her messed up brain. That's pretty terrifying. And I like that. He's like, bye, Mary. Be less crazy next. The next time I see you, you'll be more dead. Knock, knock, knocking on the. <laughs> so funny. Preston and Deadpool. Uh, there's an E 
character. I don't, oh, I don't remember yeah. who he is. Uh, I don't remember his daughter. daughter. I know, but I don't remember. Is it what? Ellie. Ellie. Yeah, thank yeah. you. I was like, Ugh. <laughs> so I mean, E misses you. He's like, I know. I'll get over for a play date soon. He's like, I don't want to know what you two are talking about. Is what Daredevil says. Daredevil says that Shield agent has you on a pretty short list. What she's got on? What has she got on you? And Daredevil's like, let's just say she made a kitty problem disappear for me. Kitty isn't like K I D D I E. You're vile, Wilson. I never know what's true with you, and I'm usually a pretty good judge of character, is what he said. So then you're thinking what I want you to be thinking about when you think about me. So I mean, like, he's trying to give him credit for the whole Mary thing, but he's like, tell no one, or it'll be Deadpool versus Daredevil. The next step, Daredevil's on his way home, and Daredevil's on, and Deadpool's on his way home, and Daredevil's on his way home, (laughs) separately. So before we get to the next page, it says, I think I seem like a diaper mated with a spoiled egg, and obviously that's talking about. Next page. So he comes, he goes back to, is what, I don't really know where this place is. It's, it's a an abandoned it's like, theater and it's the new yeah. headquarters for Avengers. Ah, okay. Yeah. So like, you see, I can't go home like this. He walks, so Daredevil walks, or ooh, Deadpool walks in. This is going to be, this is a day. Deadpool <laughs> walks in and uh, to Luke Cage, I was like, Iron Fist. <laughs> Taking a shower. And, of course, the bottle of shampoo has to be covering things that I'd rather yeah. they not cover. I love it because Deadpool comes and says, so you, you know, 99% of internet movies start exactly like this. <laughs> and Luke Cage is like, best not to agitate me when you have the ability to recover from even my most devastating punch. Deadpool's like, duly noted. <laughs> and this is like their third shower because they're trying to get the garbage stink off. But they have no clothes to wear. So Deadpool's like, hey, anything for you guys. I have just a thing and in your sizes. And he takes them to the gift shop. Takes them to the gift shop, and they have they wear Deadpool merchandise, and I love it because Luke Cage says, "Sweet Christmas," <laughs> and Iron Fist is like, "You sure these are the only clothes you have?" He's like, "I have some yoga pants. <laughs> I can't go home like this. Let's just get this over with." And Deadpool's like, "You guys are great. Thanks for rocking the merch." <laughs> and like. Luke Cage is in this is in a, a <laughs> tank top and short booty shorts. shorts. They're booty shorts. And Deadpool logo. Crocs cool. and Crocs and Deadpool socks. So socks and Crocs. Iron Fist is in a bandana, a a tight fitting shirt, and like spandex shorts, and Uggs, yeah. like Ugg style boots, all decked out in Deadpool. All Deadpool. I love it because uh at the, the bottom of the page, it says. Uh, Luke Cage walking away says, I'm going to kill that Mickey Ficky maniac someday. And Iron Fist is like, not if I beat you to it. <laughs> I like it on the bottom. It says, Deadpool, there's still one detail that needs resolving before we can close this case. And as, as you turn the page, there's Murdoch and there's uh, Detective Pereira. Pereira? Is it Pereira? Pereira. Diarrhea? Detective Pereira? Detective P. Okay, he's a detective. detective Anyways, Pete. I don't care about him because Matt Murdock's right there, and uh, <laughs> and Deadpool. Uh, they're making introductions, and Deadpool's like, "I'm Captain America, but I'll leave a message for my best Avenger, Deadpool." And Murdock's like, "I'm blind, not stupid. We're here to collect the evidence left behind by Marvin Shirkley. Give up the diamonds." And Deadpool's upset. He's like, "Those are mine. That was my fee. He gave them to me to protect him." <laughs> so they're ban- they're bantering like how'd that work out for you uh, you know and Deadpool says I deserve a happy ending just once 
And for once, I didn't mean it like that. He's like, I'm happier. I'm, and Murdoch says, I've never been happier to be blind. <laughs> and then it's awesome because he goes back to Ben uh, Yorick. He's like, my name is Ben Yorick and I'm a reporter. I've been writing about crime in New York City since the Bananos. <laughs> but this is one of the odder stories that come across my desk. Marvin and his laptop made it into court. ADA Murdoch handed the gangs their butts. <laughs> the mobsters are in jail awaiting appeal. Nobody's going to hear from Marvin again. He made it into witness protection program. You'll get used to the ketchup on egg noodles, Marvin. I love it because every time I hear this, I think of like this L.A. noir like type music in the background, even though like obviously Ben Yurik's not like that. But I mean, like it's just see he has this juicy story now. And after on the last the last page it says Rob, you're late. So this is a guy like this guy bitching at someone. Yeah, I was like, I don't know who Rob is. Yeah, I don't know either. I don't but think that has anything to do with anything for some reason. I think it's just I think it's the environment that he's in because if you see like. How busy the whole office is, and he's just sitting there. He's like, I've been a lot of strange stuff, headless bodies and topless bars. He's like, I pr- he's like, I pride myself on being able to find the hook to make a story clear and relatable. And he ends up deleting the story, that this whole story. Which, this is a blatant reference to the Deadpool, or Daredevil movie. Yeah. <laughs> because at the very end of that movie, he's going through basically this entire same situation that he's going through in the end of this book. And then he ends up deleting the whole expose about Mac Murdoch being Daredevil. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's that that panel right there is the exact thing. Oh they, yeah, and I love yeah. it because he says, "I pride myself on being able to find the hook to make a story clear and relatable." After he deletes it, he says, "But not this time." My name is Ben Yorick, and I'm a reporter who's going home sick for the day, and he runs out. So that was the end of it. And they see Deadpool number fourteen. All right. Um. Personally, I. Uh... I could have done without this issue. It's it's a one shot story and it's not bad. I I I was entertained, I laughed during it, but it's ten dollars, and that's was, what threw a lot of people off. I was telling you about this earlier. Since I started reading Deadpool, um, I stopped after the death of Deadpool, and then I skipped the first seven issues of this new run yeah. and came back on the seventh issue of. Um, the with the 25th anniversary yeah. sized issue, so the last I- issue I had read was ten dollars. The death of Deadpool, huge disappointment, gigantic disappointment. Then the next issue I would read would be ten dollars because the 25th anniversary, and it was okay. Uh, it was another. It was a bunch of collected Deadpool stories, so more worth it for me than this was. Yeah. It was, you know, 25th anniversary. Fine. Then every other issue's been regular price, and then now this. This is the third time I've spent ten dollars on Deadpool, and I can't think of a single book that I have bought in between then and now that has been ten dollars other than Deadpool, and I'm getting a little sick of it. Like I feel like it's it's a good book. You should that you should read it. But I wouldn't necessarily buy it. Um, they, have, they have there's plenty of things online you could go, you could read it. I think you yeah. should read it, but that's ten dollars. If I don't you can think find really a way to read it uh, without spending money on it, absolutely, it's yeah. fun enough uh, to a, know the story. But uh, if I hadn't been able to to trade something at the comic shop to get my copy, I probably yeah. wouldn't. Have. Yeah, exactly. There's a website that I go to personally. It's readcomics.net. Not sponsored by it, or not sponsored not by sponsored it. Not sponsored by it, and if it's illegal, uh... It's not illegal either. Yeah. It's not. It's not illegal. Okay, I'm gonna take your word for it's it. It's a .NET site. 
Yeah. It's a dot net. It's dot net. Yeah. Read oh, comics dot okay. net. It's not illegal because okay. if I'm gonna go through that much trouble, I might as well just buy <laughs> yeah. it. But um, it's not illegal, and if you really want to read these comics, but just don't have the funds or can't find the time to like buy it. I would go there. Yeah. yeah. By all means, support your local comic Definitely. shops whenever you can. Definitely. But. I it, wouldn't pay to about well, it's, it's not book, really, so. it's not really so much of a, like, this situation isn't so much of a support your local comic no. shop. It's a. It's, it's a $10 Deadpool. $10. Yeah. yeah. Right. It's worth free. Read it. Condense like. it a little bit. Like, cut out some of the unnecessary banter. Mm-hmm. And they could have just made it like a six dollar Deadpool issue. See, yeah, I don't I don't think that this should have been Deadpool issue thirteen. Yeah. Um, I don't yeah. This should have been a, a one shot. It should have been a one shot. Yeah. And it should have been like not even Deadpool thirteen point one or anything like that, but have, you know, this separated by two weeks. Give us the the initial issue and then the Daredevil issue which came next, well, and think, then the, the following week put out the Power Man Iron Fist, point one, They've whatever. got so much crossover stuff going on already that I think that maybe they were trying to avoid that. Well, look at what they're doing with Amazing Spider-Man with Civil yeah. War. They're doing a Amazing Spider-Man Civil War book yeah. that is separate from the Amazing Spider-Man. Well, there's Amazing Spider-Man, there's the Amazing Spider-Man point issues, which are following the Amazing Grace uh, storyline. Yeah. Then there's the four-part Amazing Spider-Man Civil War Two issue. That's what I'm saying, though. They've got this going on with so many other things that maybe they were trying to, to avoid doing it again. And because Deadpool is not the most ceremonious of superheroes, uh, it's not so far-fetched to unceremoniously tie this book into Mm -hmm. other books. Yeah, I can Um, see that. But ultimately, it's just a way to get our money. It's just a way to get our money. I'm going to give it three chimichangas out of five. (laughs) But the other thing is, if you look at it, you got four books for $10, which makes them two fifty dollars instead of the normal four. Normally, you'd be able to get about three. Well, with Marvel, you'd be able to get about two within the $10 price range. Yeah. so yeah, so, so you got double. You got double your money. You got a bargain getting four do- four comics for ten, and it do- it takes an hour, like forty five minutes to an hour to read. So yeah, yeah, it is it is about the same as reading four comics. Um, okay, so we're going to uh, who who started us off on our single books last time? Wasn't it Bob? I think it was Bob. Mm-hmm. So let's go with uh, yours first, and then we'll go around the table. Okay. So, I'm going to be talking about the new issue of Detective Comics, where it picks back up with the traditional numbering of 934. Not quite a size action comics, which is at, what, 950-something? Yeah, 957 is action comics. What what I'm a little bummed about is that you know they're going to take it to issue 1000, but it's going to take, like, two or three years to get there. Uh... If we get two issues a month, that's still... That's 24... 66. That's 66 issues. Yeah, so yeah. 24, 40... Yeah, we're, it's going to take like two and a half years for Detective to hit 1,000. But you, you know it will. Oh, yeah. They, I mean, they've got to take it to it. They're so... so okay, so so I really enjoyed this. This is probably... I think this is the first DC book I've talked about on the podcast, actually. Yeah. Like, that's how much this caught my attention. We start out in the book. It's, a, it's Gotham City, two days ago. And we see Azrael standing on a roof. Someone telling him it's over. Azrael looking up at him. And, like, I think this is a really sick-looking Azrael, too. Mm-hmm. 
uh, he's like, do you expect me to run? And you see what looks like Batman looking down at him. He's like, no. And he kicks him through the glass of this, uh, like they're at a cathedral, and knocks him down and starts like beating him around. You know, some smoke bombs are thrown. He's like, smoke to hide in, you coward. Uh, I'm not going to do what you want me to. I answer to a higher power. The figure looks at him and says, well, then let's send you on your way to meet him. And so they, they fight hand-to-hand, and Azrael gets the shit shocked out of him. Batman turns around. He gets a message saying, incoming. And then you actually see the real Batman coming in through the broken glass. So whoever that figure was isn't Batman. Yeah. Hmm. He has Alfred run a scan on the building. There's no one there. So the two, Azrael and that figure, have disappeared. And he's saying there, throws a batarang, and it smashes this little drone that was flying in the air, monitoring Batman. And he goes over to Azrael, he's like, who did this? And Azrael looks looks up at him, you did. And someone in the background says, heh, like just a little chuckle. So we pan then to Batwoman, which this is... Which Batwoman is this? I can't remember. Or, uh, that, the red-headed Batwoman. Her last name's Kane. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that. Cassandra Kane? No, it's not Cassandra no. Kane, because that was uh, Batgirl. Yeah. Uh, early 2000s. But anyway, we see the, the red-headed Batwoman, the, the lesbian Batwoman. Yeah. Yay! Uh, swinging through the air, talking to her dad on comms. You know, he's wanting her to come in, work for them, and all that. Yeah, well, they had been... Um, when she first started out, he was her Alfred. More yeah, or less. yeah. She was. He was the guy running the tech for, her, uh, and they had a falling out due to some information that you'll have to read uh, Batwoman Volume One and Volume Two for. Yeah, because it even says here he he's talking to her. He says, "I know we've had a rough patch, but enough is enough." Yeah. He's trying to get her to come home. And work for, I think, the police, or work with the police department, it seems. No, I think it's, he just wants her to work with him again. He's military. That's what it is. he's military. But yeah, uh, if you're unfamiliar with this Batwoman, definitely check out the... the She's a badass. She's great. Yeah. But, uh, and then you, you see the same little drone that was monitoring Batman is also monitoring her, or the same kind. Mm-hmm. Uh, so she, she's apparently finishing up her night. She goes home, hangs up her suit. She's like, dad. And he interrupts her saying you became Batwoman because you wanted to serve. It's about damn time you figured out what that meant. He she just wrote, keeps monologuing. Yeah. Monologuing. He, he's just no. kind of like laying in or he's like, you need to do something more. You need yeah. to be more. You need to do more than what you're doing. So she just kind of hangs up on him. And so she's walking through her apartment. She's like, I know you're there. I can feel you watching. And she flips Batman. And Batman does another flip over her little, like, island bar thing in her apartment. He's like, she says, I promise you picked the wrong part. He's like, no, I didn't. She's like, Batman, what are you doing here? And he brought the drone. He wants her to look at it. She asks what it is. He says, it's a mystery. So, detective work already coming into play. Can you guess who? It's a mystery. Oh, my God. <laughs> so, so, we have Batman explaining to Batwoman that they uh, he found this uh, monitoring Azrael. 
telling her a bit about Azrael. He was a guy who was trying to redeem himself. Uh, he suffers from paranoia, but he wouldn't do something like what appeared to have happened that night. Mm -hmm. uh, she tells him it's a drone, and that she's surprised that something that sophisticated is that small, and that it's like 10 years ahead of any kind of technology the government has. He's going on to tell her it's a piece of a swarm. So there's a bunch of these little drones out there. She asks, why are you telling me this? Because, and Batman's like, I wasn't the only one they were watching. Uh, you know, someone's making plans in Gotham and big ones, and they need to start preparing now uh, to start training the next generation of heroes for the city. And that got me kind of excited. I'm like, yeah. they're going to build a little bat well, army? Did you read yes. uh, Batman Rebirth? I have not read that yet. Uh, mm. Batman Rebirth, you should have you should have read this before, uh, or you should have read that before this, because he makes reference, I think, in, in on this page about how he's already started with one. Um, you know the, what's the black kid's name who was leading the Red Robins? Oh, yeah. Or not the Red Robins, but the Robins. <laughs> the Robins. Yeah, yeah I know um, who you're talking about. He has about. recruited him, and in that issue, he gives him some sort of, like, yellow motorcycle outfit type That doesn't situation. come up in this issue. Uh, well, he says that I've already started with one, and that's who he's talking about. Yeah. And it happens in... Um... So, so he's like, you know, I know that I can trust you uh, with the job of making the making this team better and, because we're family. Kate. 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 Yeah. Uh, I may not be a Kane, but my mother was. She's like, damn it, Bruce, I've been waiting for you to admit it for the last year and a half. And this bothers me. This right here bothers <laughs> me. I'm like, um... Because he, he has had limited interaction with her uh, in the past. Like, I mean, it's not like they're complete strangers. I mean, they've fought side by side before. Yeah. But, um, and I know that they're family and all that. But what bothers me is that she's like, I've been waiting for you to... No, she, she's great. She's awesome. She's cool, and I love her stories. But she's not that good. <laughs> she's not that good. She didn't know that was Bruce. Her, her justification for this when he asked how is like, come on. We're cousins. Yeah, that's so I'm cheap. I'm like, uh, uh, like so far, this is the only thing out of Rebirth I've had a problem with. But it's it's so minuscule and it gets us to a cooler story. So. Yeah. All right. So so she asks, them, who are the new recruits? And then we have like eight pages of ads. This is also bothering because look, you've got the really 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 cool Rebirth ad here. Then you go on so they can and explain just... everything going on with Superman, which actually sold me on Superwoman. <laughs> <laughs> then you've got An the Overwatch huge ad, three-page Overwatch, another ad. Overwatch ad, another Superman fucking ad, and then another, another Overwatch ad. ad. Then we get back to it, and it's happened in every single Rebirth yeah. issue so far. They're kind of like just packing all the ads into one yeah. place. It makes me feel like I'm not getting a complete. Because so, this thing is also rife with other Rebirth ads. Yeah. So I don't feel like I'm getting a whole. St story we we pan over to a warehouse that some guys are trying to rob the cops are outside they're like this was supposed to be a foolproof plan and from up above them, you see it's almost like someone broke into your phone figured out your whole plan and tipped off the cops and she's like and then it pans to so her much. and she's like whoops <laughs> so this is spoiler stephanie brown uh daughter of a criminal genius clue master i don't know so, if it applies to the new 52 continuity but i know pre-new 52 she was previously batgirl 
I don't know. That yeah. hasn't been brought up yet. Yeah, I'm so. not sure about that. Um, but yeah, pre pre Flashpoint. Yeah, she like was... it says that she's been trained by Catwoman, raised by two geniuses. Yeah, it would have uh, mentioned. He's it. underestimated her before, yeah. so like there's no mention of her being Batwoman, but it does go to mention Batgirl. she or Batgirl. Yeah. But it says like she's smart and she she's got skills. They just need to be refined. Yeah, they would have mentioned it if it was if that continuity was mm-hmm. fine. So. Yeah. So so these guys start shooting at her. Someone taps one of the guys on the shore. And says, "Hey, buddy, heads up!" And it's Tim Drake, uh, Red Robin, hitting the guy in the head with his with his staff, mm-hmm. which happens to be. The next recruit, who Batman explains, is going to be the lieutenant of this operation, which I, I find really cool mm-hmm. uh, that Red Robin gets a special high-standing place. Yeah. Uh, so Robin and uh, Spoiler are going back and forth. Robin's like, you know, you should have tar- told me when you were going to target A-list villains. She's like, it's not that big of a deal. He's like, this is the Penguin. Like, you realize he's killed people for misplacing 50 bucks, right? (laughs) So, and then you see down here, they're also being watched by one of these drones. Tim's talking about how he got a letter, and Spoiler's like, we should celebrate. And he's like, I just, I don't know what to do about this. And I don't know what this letter is. Like, it doesn't tell you anything about what this letter is. And then from the background, you say, don't worry, soldier, we've got a plan for you. And it's Batman and Batwoman there to recruit them. Uh, maybe he got uh, accepted to some sort of college or school That's or the only thing I that's, can think of. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. He got like a college acceptance letter or just something... Yeah, that would take him away. Not crime fighter related. <laughs> Which would give him a source point of uh, of contention Yeah, for uh, like later. Right. Uh, yeah. Did, he's gonna add did he make drama. the right choice? Yeah. yeah. So then we go to the cauldron where these guys are about to ship out a bunch of kids to people that have bought them. And down drops a character that they call the Orphan. Uh, this is Cassandra Kane. Yeah. The Orphan. Uh, she was engineered by her father to be, be a weapon. Uh, and she, Batman goes to say she might be the most dangerous fighter I've ever seen in action. But... With a little help, we can kind of make her a weapon of justice, essentially. Yeah. And so she's, like, slinging these guys around, saving these kids. And she's, uh... It looks like she's about to deliver a killing blow onto one of these guys. And from up in the rafters, Batwoman Batwoman and Batman are standing there and says, Enough, Orphan. We've got work to do. So, here's our third recruit. Also a former Batgirl. Yeah. Like I said, uh, I said what, that earlier. Was but... she Black Bat? Uh, Batman Incorporated? Or does, I is know. that I not never a read thing Batman anymore. Incorporated. Uh, and no, it's not. I don't think it is a thing anymore. Um, I think With... it fell apart after he died. Okay. Uh, after the Endgame storyline. But um, I don't know if she was Black Bat, but uh, she was the Batgirl. She basically looked like that, but with bad ears and like she was the bat girl with the mouthpiece covered okay yeah whole black mask yeah yeah so this part it kind of came out of nowhere and it it really kind of tugged on my heartstrings a little bit uh we we go there at midtown 
which is kind of weird seeing in a DC book. Mm-hmm. Uh, at in the, the theater district, and all these people are screaming, running out of a theater, saying there's a monster, all this and that, and they're like, uh, Batwoman and Batman are talking like him. You, you you're gonna trust him? Uh, he's like, but he's slippery. You can't trust him. He's like, I trust he wants to be more than what he is. So we go in and we see Clayface sitting in a theater watching mm-hmm. a movie. And Clayface, uh, Batman comes in and he's like, Clayface. Clayface is just like, damn it. Like, <laughs> super bummed that Batman found him. Yeah. And he's like, they wouldn't shut up. I just wanted the place to myself. So I scared them a little. Didn't hurt anybody or nothing. And Batwoman's like, you broke out of Arkham for this? And Clayface goes on to tell him, he's like, see that handsome guy right there? The one with the blue eyes that look right into your soul? That's Basil Carlo. And at first, uh, I'm starting to think that Clayface is kind of gay. Or, okay, Basil Carlo. <laughs> and I'm thinking, okay, Clayface has a gay crush on someone or something. He's like, that's me. And he's uh-huh. like, there was talk that year that I could get into the race for the Oscars. No joke. Then the accident happened. And he looks at me and he's like, Look, Batman, it's one night. I just wanted one night to remember what I was before all of this, before I became some kind of monster. It's not a long movie, 84 minutes, with credits. Just let me be that person for a bit longer. I won't even put up a fight. And, and I read that, and I'm like, Oh, please. That's what, that's what sold me on the clay facing. Because when I first saw the artwork for the cover... And I noticed Clayface in the back, and I was like, what, what the fuck? <laughs> what the hell is yeah. that? I was like, oh, God, Detective's going to be so terrible. <laughs> but but uh, then they do this. And then I saw that, and I was like, wow. So, so, so they're like, you know, what if we can give you more? You know, I, I think that there's more to you. I think you can be something different. I think you can be something better. And Clayface is like, what's the catch? That one was like, the catch is you're going to have to do everything we say. So... We go to a rooftop scene where we've got Tim Drake, we've got Orphan, we've got Spoiler and Clayface, and they're telling that, Batwoman's telling them, this is boot camp. You're going to listen to everything I say because if if you don't do this, you'll die. If you don't do this or you, you don't want to listen, you'll die. And not just you, but innocent people. And so you're going to follow all of my orders. Is that understood? Uh, and who's that spoiler says you're joking right and Batwoman just with this big almost Joker like grin on this in this panel because it's unusually yeah. big to me uh, she's like welcome to boot camp keep up if you can and I love it because they all use their like grappling guns to start yeah. going through the city and Clayface just kind of looks she's like how the hell am I supposed to do that <laughs> and then Batwoman and Batman are like, there's Batwoman's like, there's something you're not telling me. You're afraid. You wouldn't do something like this unless you were afraid. What aren't you telling me? You know, for now I'll play along, but if there's things I need to know, you need to tell me. I'm your partner. And uh so we see another one of these little drones, and it's like, he really thinks his little team can fight back, doesn't he? Let, and on the next page it says, let's see how they stand up against an army. 
and it says up at the top, Rise of the Batman Part 1, and all you see are these gun-toting figures with... Kind of like Bat Arkham Knight Yeah, almost Arkham costumes. Knight Batman-esque masks and army gear and all that on. So... Uh, that's that's who that was that attacked Azrael to begin with. One, one of these, of these soldiers, and then of course you know we have fifty thousand. Nice little uh, tribute to Darwin, Darwin Cook, Cook, which I like that. That was really mm -hmm. great, and that's been in a couple different issues. Yeah. So, so um, this is probably the first real issue of Detective Comics that I've read, and I loved it. Like this is definitely going to be one that I'm going to pick up at least through this arc and see what the how the next one does. It's got an underlining story, and I'm uh, I'm okay with that. But I do hope that they get back to a situation where they're like villain of the week type stuff, because I've been I, I've been jonesing for that for a Same. while. Um, from anything like Spider Man or Superman, just someone get back to doing that. Well, that's kind of like that's kind of what Spidey does. Yeah, but, but that's, it's more it, that's it's uh, more of a children's book. It's <laughs> it's got a good mix of both kid and adult. Man. Uh, I guess relatable themes, but it is geared more towards kids. But you're right; we don't really have a. Here's a book. It's one story. Yeah. Next week's gonna be a completely like, different story. Pick and choose. Yeah, you can't go go to the Batman book and be like, "Yeah, this week is fighting Mad Hatter." You know, enjoy. Maybe you'll start reading them. No, it's like, um, well, this is part six in a twenty-part story. Um, if you want to spend about forty or fifty dollars, you could probably catch up because it's Batman, right? <laughs> Hence why you should go to readcomics.net. <laughs> Still not sponsored. Readcomics.net. But I'm just saying, you Free can catch service. up on stuff. Fair enough. Mm -hmm. uh, personally, I like hard copy. But, I like I mean, hard copy you, more, but if, if I have to, it or, it's yeah. it's like we're gonna reach out to Jeff. It's like the great Stan Lee once said: "Comics are like booze. Looking at them on a the screen is nice, but I'd rather hold one in my hand." Exactly. Yeah. There you go. That is an, that is my. But favorite a lot of people quote. don't have a weekly budget to go and buy comic books. Um, I don't. While we're while we're on the trail of uh, DC Universe Rebirth. Let's go ahead and uh, do yours next, Chelsea. Mm -hmm. Yeah, this is weird. I, I'm doing DC. You're doing Marvel. Yeah, this is usually this is a weird. I don't like this, but no. All right, I'm doing uh, Wonder Woman Rebirth, which is it was it was pretty amazing. I've always been a big fan of Wonder Woman. Um, and what I like what I like most about like this comic book before we start into it. The fact that like, they tell, they, you know, of course, rebirths, they tell that story again, but it was just the way that they tell it. And I'll yeah. Definitely explain. Uh, another thing I want to point out this is actually written by Greg Rucka. Uh -huh. um, and if you were paying attention to the road to uh, uh, Force Awakens, he actually writes, um, he co writes one of them and then wrote two of the four novels that lead to The Force Awakens. Some of the fill-in stuff, just side stories with Luke, Han, Leia, and all that. Yeah. And they're really great, which is why I was interested in this book to begin with. Because yeah. Greg Rucka uh, wrote it. It starts off with the first panel, I mean, like, uh, Wonder Woman's, like, inner thoughts. A lot of this is, like, a lot of a lot of the beginning is a lot of her inner, like, it's inner battle. It says, something's happening in my memory. The story keeps changing. And then it goes to, literally, backstory, so it's... It talks about the queen of the Amazons wished for a daughter until she was sure her heart would shatter from the want of a child. 
of course the gods answered and they she made this baby you know the baby girl made it out of clay and sand and they told her that that was going to happen and that she would be made real by their will i'm a real boy <laughs> but see throughout this you're seeing her comment like her like was the black strip and it's her commenting so you see this big huge black strip and it says or that's all it says and then, ah, yeah and then it goes on okay it says the queen of the amazons fell in love and the man she chose was worthy of her heart her equal on the field of battle and off it as well so she doesn't really know she's her remembering backstory. the variety she can't remember her her, her life is so scattered right now yeah okay well you also gotta think things are in flux with the mm-hmm. with um whatever's going down from from reaper uh-huh. <laughs> we don't know exactly yet but it says, and he was not a man at all, but in truth was the ruler of Olympus. So she, so the mother of, and the queen of the Amazons, and Zeus. And then the queen came to be with child, and then the black strip comes back and says, or children. And it never talks about it again. It just says, or oh, children. And it says, well, that's and into paradise. From, like... <laughs> uh, the Dark Side War, uh-huh. where it's revealed that she has a brother. Uh-huh. And uh, isn't that brother supposed to be like Dark Side or something? No, no, not Dark Side. Um, I didn't like. I didn't quite read it. That this would be. This is where we need Bob. <laughs> yeah, where we need Bob. Bob, Bob! Dark Side oh, War, and he was he was talking apart. about how they had uh, Wonder Woman had a twin brother. Okay. Yeah. So I, I just what? remember seeing that one panel where the baby is held up and it's got like Dark Side's eyes. Yeah. That's it. Right. Okay. And so the next panel after that says, "And into Paradise there was born a daughter." And the queen named the princess Diana. So, like, it doesn't say anything else about the brother. Nothing else. Just... And the world, never having seen her like before, called her Wonder Woman. And that's where it... Wow, that is such a great page where she's over top of what I assume is a hooker or a stripper. Yeah, she's saving her. And that's where we're going to... That's where we... Uh... One second. But she's using her gauntlets, uh, as she do. Um, but she's also getting hit with these bullets because you almost never see her actually get hit with mm-hmm. firepower. But you but, see yeah, it. She's as strong as super. Her skin is unbreakable like Superman. So if you guys are listening, you can, if you, as you can see, uh, that she's getting <laughs> yeah. hit. But, sorry. As you <laughs> That was mean. I'm sorry. Buy the book. Anyways, I, <laughs> I haven't got to read this yet, so I'm enjoying it along with you. <laughs> I really did like this. Yeah. And so on the ground on this scene, this is her. She has her gauntlets, and she's you know she's getting Doing shot her at. Thing. And there's there is what seems to be a scantily clad woman lying on the ground, looking terror terrified. But she's still in her mind. Like there's no dialogue in any of these. It's just like little squares on the top of the comic book. Like, internal comic, monologue. Yeah, internal monologue yeah. the entire time. It says I have been called so many things by so many people. Some flatter, many insult, fewer accurate. Wonder woman. I remember believing that wonder meant awe. That's the name they gave me. Uh, that the name they gave me spoke of admiration. Perhaps it did once, but the story keeps changing. That's not what they mean when they call me Wonder. And so at this part, the cops are there now. All the guys in the suits are being taken to jail. And Wonder Woman told the scantily clad woman beforehand to go back inside. And it says, but not, uh, it says, not anymore, perhaps not ever. It's their word, not mine. They wonder, what is that? How can such a woman exist? Who is she? The truth is, I no longer know. The truth matters. Or I think it does. Or perhaps it did once and does no longer. Now, at this part, she like she gets caught on camera. 
leaving. So she's in the air and she gets caught leaving during this internal monologue. So she's at, right now she's at home. Well, she yeah she flies back to her home. She lays her lasso on the on the on the chair, and she stares at Aries' helmet, and she's looking at a reflection in it, and she's like, you know, talking about the truth matters, or I think it does, or perhaps it did once, and does no longer, or perhaps it never did, but that seems wrong. It should matter. It should matter a great deal, or perhaps it shouldn't. The story keeps changing, and that's just that's something that's like. It's been literally a reoccurring like sentence. The story keeps changing. I was like, this is the helm of the god of war, worn by Ares, won by me. I think I am the god of war. And then she puts it on. Says, yet I think that, that cannot be true. War. The first casualty of war is truth. And so she's looking in the mirror with this helmet on. And it's beautiful. The artwork's beautiful. So you get you see like you you get to see um more backstory, um, and how she was chosen to fight Ares in the first place. So it says, once a daughter was born to the queen of the Amazons, and as the Amazons did not age, she was a daughter of them all. They loved her and taught her all they knew, sharing their knowledge and wisdom. She knew she was different, but that was not cause for shame, but celebration. Or she was but one child among many, yet viewed with suspicion and scorn, mocked for being less than her sisters, called unnatural, of no mother and made from clay she knew she was different and she made it was made ashamed and she did not believe her home was paradise so right now it's going back it's going back through to her as a young girl because like you say they don't age unless they leave and then paradise was breached for the first time in millennia a dying sailor brought by the gods to their shores at this at this part the horse is his backstory but uh, a sailor washes up on the shores and it, he has a message that Ares is going to break his chains to unleash madness upon all the world. And the walls of paradise will crumble, and the Amazons will crumble, and they'll drown in the god of war's unending frenzy for blood. So the queen heard the message. She understood it, and she answered. I can never say her name. Save the, the life of... No, it's the... The Miscira? The, the Miscira? Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. I was like... I hate it. Anyways. Wait, is that, is that a person's name? Because Themyscira is... Yeah, it's the... I just can't say it. Yeah, I can't okay. say it. I can't say the name say, that's to save from. my life. can't say the name. But they, they would choose a champion to return the sailor home, to fight alongside the world of men, and end the madness of Ares. So, of course, they have to... I mean, in order for that, I mean, they have to, if they leave, they sacrifice the eternal youth, the home, and they can't go back. Once they leave, they can't come back, kind of thing. Or they're not allowed. And all the Amazons are like, yes, this is the sacrifice that I need to make. We'll all do it. And it says, not one of the Amazons hesitated for a moment to make the sacrifice, or perhaps one did. Queen didn't want Diana to go through it because she's always wanted that daughter. And so she said, nope, she's not allowed. you're not allowed to do the trials. She's the only one that wasn't allowed to do the trials. So, of course, she did the trials. Because, <laughs> to be fair, she's a teenage daughter who's like, her mom's like, hey, don't, you're not allowed, you know, I free you to stay in your room, you're not allowed to do this. And so, of course, she's going to do the opposite. I do what I want. Mm -hmm. So the princess obviously proved herself over everyone, ended up being the champion, left her home, believing she would never, could never return. So the princess came to the world of men. It's funny because you see, you see Diana walking on this beach, like a crowded beach <laughs> of people, crowded. 
and you see her carrying the soldier, just walking, walking up. I refuse to believe that she walked through the ocean and that that I, man lived. <laughs> I, I don't know. Hey, she's a Wonder Woman, okay? She's wonderful. She flew, but she got tired at that last second, so she just plopped down the ocean for, for a quick dip. Mm-hmm. And then it goes back to, like, the present time, and it says, and everything changed. Everything keeps changing. Like the story. No. My story. She takes the helmet off, she holds it in her hands, and then she crushes it. She said, I shouldn't have been able to do that. This is the helmet of a god, and un- as unbreakable as anything crafted by Hephaestus, as unbreakable as, and then she looks, and then she thinks about it, and she talks about her lasso the, as the golden perfect, and she just throws it, or leaves the helmet on the ground, the crushed helmet of Ares, and she reiterates, the first casualty of war is the truth, and the truth does matter, so she's starting to kind of like, it used to be the only thing that mattered, so she wraps it around her wrist, the lasso truth, a truth, she wraps it around her wrist, and she says, who am I? The lasso answers, or answers, Wonder Woman. And it says, no more. You are Diana, princess, daughter of Hippolyta, tenth queen of the Amazons, is what the lasso says. She ended in her head, very well, what am I? And the lasso says, you are many to many, peacemaker and warfighter, supplicant, aspirant, penitent, the true friend and the boon companion, the trusted soul and the truth speaker. And then it says, and you have been deceived. So of course she's like... Who? Who has done this? And why? She's like, she takes her, takes the lasso off, goes to a mirror. Says, I'm a fool. I've been made a fool. And then she breaks the mirror. And what I think was so beautiful, this artwork, she breaks the mirror, and the shards of the mirror are, look like all of, like, it is, her entire, like, story. Like, you know what I mean? Like well, The mul- uh, multitudes of her stories. Yeah, multitudes so, of her stories. There's one right there, kissing stuff. Superman. I mean, there's so many, like, different... Yeah. Pre-final crisis yeah. uh, situation there's, here. This is like so golden age yeah. cheetah. So many. Yeah. I love the artwork in this. Yeah, that's what kind of. Now a bulk me. of it is New Fifty Two stuff, mm-hmm. seemingly, but yeah, it's it's got some of the which also gives us that reference of destroying mm-hmm. everything that happened mm-hmm. in the New Fifty Two. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Rebirth. It just stares at the broken, you know, broken mirrors, and the and the monologue continues again. This is I cannot think. For the life of me, or I cannot for the life of me think of where it went wrong. The moment when who I was and who I am became so terribly divided. The moment when I lost myself. The moment when I forgot who I was. But my vision is clearing. The hunter learns a lesson early to follow the signs lest one become lost. She puts her, she put, you know, picks up the crown, her tiara. Then retrace your steps with care. And where you stepped wrong. Find where you stepped wrong. So she, she, it's this beautiful seat, this beautiful like panel where you see... The crushed helmet of Ares, and her setting up in her full gear. Yeah. Her like, full beautiful gear with her cape in her hand. It's, it's her old gear. She's holding this like, it really looked like charred, not just crushed, but yeah. you know. It says find the source of the deception. It says Olympus now, and she just teleport. She's gone. So we get to Olympus, <laughs> and there's no one around, and like it kind of looks like. It's been overgrown. It's been overgrown yeah. with the... Like, it's been abandoned for a long yeah. time. Yeah, she says, like, spotting a crack in, a, in an amphora or hearing a wrong note in a tune. And now I cannot help but see the flaws in the world around me. She yells, she shouts, host of Olympus. 
you see this like you see this creature, this, this bull-like creature, minotaur. minotaur yeah. I guess he's not he's not like an actual minotaur. It looks like he's one of those stone statues. Yeah, like but bronze, I mean, yeah. How... statue of a minotaur. Yeah, minotaurs are usually bigger though, aren't they? Uh, he looks pretty damn tall else. there. Maybe. Okay. Is this how you greet one of your own, or has that been laid? Is that or has that lie been laid bare too? So like there. As soon as she gets there, she doesn't see anyone, but this Minotaur is starting to attack her now. So Hephaestus created these, these giant, like, or this giant Minotaur creature. So these ones are sentries without reason or thought. They can do only as they've been instructed, no more, no less, no remorse, nor hesitation, nor, no regret, nor conscience. And they will never relent. So, like, she's fighting it. She's tying her lasso around the horns and, like, dragging it down. Then, to make things even worse... The sentence, the story keeps changing, comes back again, and she's fighting more of these, more of these statues that have all come to life now. These sentries. Ain't that one a Cerberus-looking sentry? Uh, and then there's a centaur. Then there's a centaur. It's basically all mythological creatures. Yeah, they're all attacking her in this like. Does the god of war is welcome to Olympus, or Olympus drives to murder the pretender? Which I thought was. A really strong sentence, anyways. But when a lie is confronted, there are these choice. These are three choices: admission, and thus, on and thus honesty, perpetuation, and thus feeble deceit, or hostility. The child of fear. This lie is afraid. This is not Olympus. Change the story as much you, as you like. Whoever you are, you will not succeed. This lie is afraid of me. I will have the truth. And in her head, like, and that was what she said. And then in the head, it says, you know, it should be. And that was the end. and this at the end, and you don't see. So it kind of goes through like a little bit of an introduction to her backstory, while yeah. at the same time acknowledging that her backstory may or may not be what it yep. what it is. Because she like she knows, you know, there's there's a story that she knows, there's so, a story that she thinks is true but not sure, and there's this whole thing she's like, ah. So more or less, the two people being. Uh, the story keeps affected by the whole the fact that the past. What was before pre-Flashpoint and what was the New 52 kind of colliding into each other, the two people being affected right now are Barry Allen and Wonder Woman. Um, Superman is really just taking up the mantle of the old Superman right now, not really so much dealing with this, like... You can see that Olympus is, like, literally there's no Olympus. So everything's, like, nothing's the same. And that's why the story keeps changing is that that sentence that keeps going throughout the entire thing. Batman's just kind of dealing, barely dealing with the letter thing so far. Um, but yeah, okay. So, so it's exciting Wonder Woman's like, going to be kind of a key in this whole rebirth situation. Yeah. It's weird because on the bottom it says... Follow, Which makes sense. On the I'm bottom sorry. it says, uh, follow Wonder Woman in two alternating stories as she untangles the mysteries of her present and her past. Wait, she's got two books coming out? Yeah, it says two alternating stories. So she, I mean, oh, okay. So I mean, like, and it says in two weeks, Wonder Woman, so number that's one, probably, the lies. Because she's supposed to be a two-monthly issue as well. So, mm-hmm. like, the first issue of the month is probably going to be the one story, and the second issue of the month will probably be the other. That's cool. Uh, yeah, I so wonder if said, the other uh, guys are going to do it that. It said in two weeks, Wonder Woman number one, the lies, begins. And it says, and on sale July 13th, Wonder Woman number two, the start of year one. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, there's going to be two more books coming out. Which I'll be reading and talking about. So that's kind of cool uh, that Wonder Woman is a, a pivotal thing, which makes sense. If, it does if make sense. we were talking about last uh, podcast about how basically we all assume Dr. Manhattan is the god of this mm-hmm. universe. Yeah. Uh, her being, you know, closely connected to the gods or at least the gods of Olympus. Yeah, 
makes makes her a pretty good bridge. Yeah. Um, so yeah, all right, cool. <laughs> Wonder Woman. Um, I don't. Amazing. I still don't know if I'm gonna pick up the book though. I don't know if I'm gonna start reading it. I'm well, fine. You don't want to pick it up, but you want to read it. Yeah. <laughs> It all comes back Go to, to that readcomics.net, not sponsored. All right, guys, uh, I'm gonna get through uh, some a little a little thing that Marvel's kind of glancing over right now. Just a you know, a little splash in their pool. Um, you might have heard of it, maybe not. It's called Civil War Two, number one. What? Wait, what is what is? That? Yeah, I don't know. So, is that is that like Marvel's new indie line? Or something? I think it's like a mini series. It's a little off to the oh. side, like four page thing. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, Civil War II, big old event that's happening in Marvel right now. And the first thing I want to say about this book is that I love that it, it's not a hardcover, but it, it's got like, a, what would you call that, photo paper? That's, mm -hmm. like, uh, it's paper. more like cardstock. Yeah, yeah. cardstock. Like, like, yeah. yeah. And then you open it up and it says, uh, it's got just this picture of Iron Man, protect the future. And it's protecting just the regular paper, flimsy paper cover. So that's really cool that they went that extra mile. Um, I don't know if they're going to do it with the other issues, but hey, if it ends at issue one, that's still pretty cool. Um, but we open up to Columbus. Uh, I'm not sure if it's Columbus, Ohio, or, or, or another place, but we're in Columbus, and a man is running through the woods screaming for something to stop when uh, all of a sudden another speech bubble off panel comes up and says, Ulysses. Um, this is coming from, um, what is her name? Medusa, yes. Uh, leader of the Inhumans and the other Inhumans surrounding her. Oh, cool. They say that they can help them and that what's happening to them is a good thing. We cut to Manhattan weeks later from this and Iron Man is uh, recovering from some sort of shock or explosion it seems that's happening. Miles Morales is in the background getting up and Cap is in front of them all. Um, and they're basically they're commenting on um, what just happened and that so it's pretty big. It's, it's Sam Wilson Cap, not Steve yeah. Rogers. Oh yeah, that, that's right. We don't have to get used to it. Two Captain Americas now. Uh, but yeah, Sam Wilson Cap, previously the Falcon. Spider Man's talking about um, how everything feels crazy. It couldn't just be him. Uh, Cap backs him up on that. Miss Marvel is there wondering if their plan is going to work, uh, which we haven't found out about. And Nova says, what makes you think that it won't? We cut back to, uh, then we cut to this two-page spread of just this this weird, I don't even know what that is. I, that almost looks like Galactus. Some huge, like, almost like a Red Lantern Galactus. Like a Red Lantern <laughs> samurai-esque Galactus <laughs> thing um, with multiple little cronies. Imagine that that uh, that cartoon show with the samurai. Samurai Jack. Samurai Jack. Yeah. Um, oh, what was it? Uh, Not Dormammu, because that's a character. No, it kind of reminds me of that. The, that uh, guy. You, I know you knew. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The bad guy from Samurai Jack. But yeah. anyways, some badass shit's going down, and we're and this whole city block has just been decimated, just covered in dust and destruction, and the Avengers. Uh, I'm assuming this is the the Avengers team of the books right yeah, now. Yeah, I think I'm not, this is the new Avengers. I'm not reading right that book, so I'm not sure. But the Avengers are you know standing in their pose line, <laughs> waiting to attack. Uh, and Iron Man ensures them that they have to stick to the plan. When all of a sudden you hear boom, and Spider Man's like, "Oh my God, what is that?" Uh, Tony tells him that that's a go glorious sound of a a gorgeous sound of a sonic boom and a simultaneous thunderclap. That means Thor is here. 
And so we I see. I like it. how they they spell Thor. Yeah. like that. Well, they always do that. Whenever, yeah, whenever they like when announce like, a character's presence, it always it's always their title. Yeah, like, from their book. I love that. Uh, so Lady Thor shows up, and she's not alone. We've got this oh huge. My God, that's... One page spread here of just the Inhumans are with her, the X Men are with her, Old Man Logan and Alpha Tol- Flight, uh, Spider Man, uh, the Ultimates, Alpha Flight. Well, actually, not Alpha Flight. It's well, just um, that's Carol. Yeah, uh, but she's Proxima a part of the Ultimates. Yeah, uh, her. Uh, I thought Black she led Panther. Alpha Flight. Well, she leads Alpha Flight too, but she's a member of the Ultimates. Oh, as well. okay. Um, we've got War Machine, Deadpool's there. Um, the... Steve Rogers kept Squirrel Girl. Cable. <laughs> is that Cable? Okay, I was, like, I was, yeah. It does well, kind of look like Cable. Yeah. I want to know what Hawkeye... Hawkeye is in this, too, but he's all the way at the top. And, it like, if anyone <laughs> looks like they're flying, it looks like Hawkeye is flying. And, no. Oh, and then, well, look, who's that? Because that, that? kind of looks like Hawkeye's symbol on his chest. Oh, uh, that's, that's Angel. That's, no, that's Hulkling. That's Hulkling. Oh, really? I don't yeah, know that, uh, that must mean the Young Avengers are in there, too. Yeah. Well, that, uh, that would explain Squirrel Girl. Yeah. Okay. Quicksilver. Wow. Uh, okay, yeah, and they jump in, and then we get another one-page spread. The, these are abundant here, but they are fighting these Galactus crony guys, and it's just great. Iron Man's shooting one in the face. Wolverine's down here stabbing someone. But it's a big battle going on. All of a sudden, we've got Scarlet Witch, Hellstorm, Doctor Voodoo, Wiccan, Shaman, and uh, the Magic... Uh, all sorcerers led by Doctor Strange who show up and are here to send this thing back to whatever dimension it was from. I'm so happy that they're including magic. She's mm-hmm. very un- underappreciated hero. Carol Danvers, uh, Captain Marvel, tells everyone to pull back. Uh, Spider-Man, Spider-Woman, and Miles Morales, Spider-Man, are all protecting uh Random children, but I guess the only bystanders <laughs> were children, apparently. Um, and all these ma- uh, magicians send this guy back to wherever he came from. Afterwards, they uh, they're all congratulating themselves, saying like, "Hey, you know, we got to work with cleanup though, and all that stuff." But it worked, you know. Hey, uh, and then Tony says, uh, "The skies are clear." Uh, so Carol says, "Drinks on you then." Drinks are definitely on me, responds Iron Man. <laughs> so we cut back to Iron Man. I don't know if this is, uh, yeah, this is Stark Tower. Um, and Iron Man's throwing a big party for all these people. Um, like Iron and everyone, Man does. Yeah, like he do. Everyone's catching up and saying, oh, hey, you know, remember when we fought here, blah, blah, blah. Oh, how's it been? All that good nicety stuff. And um, She-Hulk is wondering how they knew about uh, that big creature how they knew it was going to happen so carol t- takes her to the inhumans who take them to a back room uh along with other avengers and heroes spider-man uh steve rogers they're all back there and they reveal ulysses and explain that he can see the future um he can see events before they happen um so they decide to enlist Jean Grey to try and help them understand how this works. Uh, she tells him that she's not going to hurt him. All he has to do is think about the event when he saw it uh, the first time, and that way she'll be able to look around with him and tell tell them all what's going on. But for some reason, she can't access his mind at all. 
And he asks if it's a bad thing, but they don't really know. Um, at this point, Carol Danvers attempts to recruit him to the Ultimates, uh, which Tony has a problem with. Uh, not, and he, he goes on to explain that it's not prejudice against the Inhumans, which has been a big theme in the Marvel Universe right now, is that they're, they're basically under the same fire mutants were years ago. Um, but he's asking about the morality of the entire thing. His problem is that what if Captain Marvel decide, uh, is in one of these visions and she's the one who's raining hell down on the world uh, are they supposed to lock her up before she's done anything, before she's truly a villain, or uh, is that ethical? You know, and there's a big back and forth uh, where they argue their points, and then he's talking about how the Inhumans trained him. Um, basically, Tony continues to go on and ends up pissing everyone off. Um, like he do. Yeah. Well, I love this because uh, while he's walking out of the room telling everyone to enjoy themselves at the party... Uh, Ulysses, the guy who can see the future, uh, is like, wow, Tony Stark, because he's in awe. He just got to meet Iron Man. And Spider-Man's got his mask up far enough for his mouth to be exposed, and he's eating a cookie. And he's like, yeah, it's exciting. Then you get over it. We cut to the new Atlantean, uh, which I believe is the where the Inhumans are set up. And he does end up getting another vision until Medusa comes in to console him. Uh, cut again to Tony Stark's laboratory, where Tony is, I believe, working on... Friday, he's talking to... Yeah, he's talking to Friday, his AI program. Um, and I'm not sure what he's working on. He's got his hands up, but we don't see any holograms around him or anything. He's, he's moving his hands around like he's working on something, but they're not showing us if, if he is. Um, when Mary Jane Watson, his new assistant, comes in... And tells him that uh, there's something uh, going down and that it's Rhodey. Now, this is where the uh, Free Comic Book Day issue comes in, where the vision that Ulysses had was that Thanos was attacking, and um, it was a little split second. They didn't really have too much time to plan for it, so they kind of just hit it. Rhodey was there, although he's not a part of the Ultimates team. Uh, he was visiting Carol Danvers, who is his girlfriend. So Tony comes to the Triskelion, which is the headquarters of the Ultimates, and he comes down like a fucking anvil uh, and demands to know where is he. He's walked into a room where there is a body under a sheet, uh, blood seeping through, and War Machine's armor is destroyed on a table nearby. While Tony tries to figure out like, how could, how could anyone destroy this? Who, who could have destroyed this armor and blah, blah, blah? He, he immediately wants to find Carol. He, knew, he wants to know where Carol is, and he's starting to walk through the halls, screaming at the top of his lungs, trying to find her. And someone tells, her, it tells him that she's right behind him. So he goes through a, a curtain, the curtain that he's pointed towards, and it is a hospital bedroom where uh, She-Hulk, is laying in a coma, uh, hooked up to monitors. And Carol uh, explains that they don't know if she'll ever walk again and that the only Gamma specialist they know of is Bruce Banner and they don't know where he is. Um, Tony asks what happened. She explains the events of the free comic book day issue where they fought Thanos uh, and things went wrong. 
and explains um, how that happened, and he's pissed because uh, he doesn't understand why she why he was there. He's not part of her team. Um, and eventually, he goes on to say, "You killed my best friend." And uh, Black Panther then says, "Tony," and he's like, "You killed him as good as if you did it with your own hands." Um, when she tells him he was a soldier, he went into battle, and you're not the only one who loved him. Uh, Tony's losing his shit. They're going back and forth, um, and Tony's just being un—he really is being unreasonable out of grief. He is so much so that he doesn't even want her to say his name. And she told uh, tells him that she love uh, I love you, Tony, and I am truly sorry. At which point, Tony asks where Thanos is. They tell him they have him down below in a cell. And Tony walks off and says uh, that he's going to make sure that they never play God again. As Carol, uh, Captain Marvel, is about to follow after him, She-Hulk grabs her hand and says, um, fight for it. That's all she says, is fight for it. It's our future, Carol, not his. Fight for it. And that's all she says. She, uh, we don't know who she's referring to specifically. Maybe it's Iron Man, but uh, there could be an underlining thing here. But then we see the heart monitor, and it flatlines. Um, at which point, all of the, the doctors, S.H.I.E.L.D. doctors, start coming in, trying to help out. Um, they're pushing Captain Marvel back to the back of the room. Um talking about, you know, get the paddles. Well, what are the paddles going to do? You know, um, we're all probably infected with gamma radiation at this point. And they're all like, damn it, where's Dr. Banner? Um, the entire time, it's just got this sound uh, effect of beep going across the bottom of each panel. And Captain Marvel is in the back crying, losing her shit. Uh, the last page we see is Iron Man uh, seemingly flying up into the sky. And it says to be continued. This was such a great story. Uh, I mean, artwork's great. Blah 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 blah. We get to see all these heroes, but I mean, just as a as a story, the morality points that they make. Tony alone, just when he finds out about Rhodey's death, is just the so hard. Emotion. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I know I, you know, I went through it as quickly as I could, but if you read it, it is just devastating and then they lose she-hulk and just looking that that last panel on that page where carol danvers is crying got me choked up uh i started to choke up when i saw that part but yeah uh kicking off this in a very intense way i am so excited to see where civil war goes um i mean who knows it could all be downhill from here but uh it is my <laughs> not so expert opinion that you definitely jump on the Marvel bandwagon for this one. You don't have to read Amazing Spider-Man four-part Civil War two series. You don't have to read the Road to Civil War issues. Just grab. They're all little extra tie-ins that exactly just like last time are like you can read this. It gives you some extras outside of this main story. Now but last it's not time crucial. I think the only one that like really was crucial was the Spider-Man. But that was because of what it meant for like him to unmask himself. Yeah, like going through that. That was a story. big thing. Yeah, it was a huge deal. Um, but yeah, uh, I, I would say try to track down the uh, free comic book day number zero. 
but you don't need it. They do show well, panels. They talk about There's two happened. different things. There's the free comic book day prelude, and then there's Civil War II issue zero. Oh, that is right. That's that's true. Um, the prelude and issue zero. I can't even remember what happened in issue zero. This was so good that this like took precedent as the first issue. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, such a great book. I cannot wait to, to get my hands on this next month's issue. Um, okay, so we have spent a lot of time on comic books uh, today. Let's go ahead and jump into... Uh, nope, yeah, it's comic book related. Let's, <laughs> <laughs> let's talk about Injustice 2. Uh, personally, I've been waiting for this game forever. I loved the first one, and it kicked off an entire separate universe. Um, well, they even spawned its own comic series. Well, that's what I mean. Yeah, it, it spawned its own uh, Injustice. I think they're up to year five now. Yeah, mm-hmm, year uh, five. Whole comic series. And I kind of, because I haven't had the time to read them, I I got caught up with them uh, through Comic Story and on YouTube. But I hope they go for year two. Although the comics don't actually specifically uh, follow the video game mm-hmm. to a T. Uh, they it's do that universe. Yeah, they do use that heavily as a source point, so I'm I'm hoping it'll be vice versa. So does that mean we're gonna get five Injustice games, or however many years of comics they, they can do? keep making these as long as they want? Because that was that was such a fun game. Um, not to mention all the add-ons and stuff that you could get for it. My favorite being um, Stephen Amell. You you could get the Arrow costume from the show at the time, and uh, Stephen Amell actually did the voice work. For just for that costume. You only hear Stephen Amell's voice when you put on that costume. It's great. That's awesome. It's really cool. Um, what do you guys want from this game, though? Uh, I mean, it's it's basically your classic Mortal Kombat Is it true game. they're not doing fatalities? Uh, well, and they so didn't they, really they... do fatalities in the last one. Well, I, there was a rumor, there I know, there was a rumor back in the day that they were going to, not fatality, but they were going to, like, do a little more, like... like a finishing type cinematic. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, I think we saw that gameplay trailer. You guys yeah, are combination. I think they're gone. Like, I don't yeah, care. I, Personally, I that, proves... I, that trailer is fucking phenomenal. Yeah. I can't wait to play the game. I would yeah, like to so see, great. like, specific interactions between different characters. Like, mm-hmm. you you pair up. Uh, That's right. You haven't like, played you... the game. Yeah, you haven't played oh, the game. Huh? No, they wow. did that. Do they right? do that? Yeah. So like, you 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 play as Red Hood versus the Joker, and there's like different dialogue yeah. that happens. Except for the Red Hood's not in the game. And didn't I kill you? Uh, <laughs> he needs to be in the second. He does one. need to be in the second one. But no, yeah, they um they do have specific interactions. And now not every single character. Like if you put Lobo up against Aquaman. You know, they're just going to say they're well, generic in... Yeah, like, specific like, things. Like, like I said, Red Hood and Joker, there would be specific yeah. interactions. Um, do... Yeah, like Batman and... Like, any of the Justice League members will interact. Yeah. Like, that, that'd be cool. There would be some cool interaction there. Yeah. Uh, Superman and Wonder Woman. Like, puts, like, some of the love interests against each other. You know, I'm sorry I have to do this. Yeah. Like they that did that in cool. the last game, and uh, I guarantee they're going to bring it back for this game. Like, what's important, I think, is that they don't fuck with the formula. Like, yeah. they can add to it, and they can, like... It's a good formula, though. They shouldn't... Fuck. I mean, maybe tweak it, because, yeah, I mean, it's it's upgraded from the... the, P- the PlayStation 4 wasn't even out when the first game came out, I don't think. So, like, it's good to upgrade it for the new system, but don't fuck with the formula, because what they had worked. Um, Personally, I I didn't care much for the little, like, 
uh, what was it they called it in the first game? Um, they're little side mission things. It's like it's basically little oh. challenges. It doesn't have any cinematics or anything. Nobody really says anything. You just put them in there, and it's like make Superman break these four things, and it's like, and then it just well, speeds it up as like, you go along. Was I like, uh, one of the newer Soul Calibur games. Mm. Uh, they they changed it to where you actually have a story map to go through, and you fight yeah. different. Well, yeah, this did that too. That. There was like, a story mode, and then they had their little challenge okay. missions and stuff. Uh, and then there was an online play mode, which I'm sure they'll bring that back to. Oh, yeah. Uh, but we've already seen that Supergirl, uh, the, the characters that are going to be new to this game, not from the first one, are so far Supergirl, uh, Red Lantern, Atrocitus, Grodd, um, and Black Manta. And I think that's all that they've shown that, that was new. Um, well, they... They showed the Arkham Knight. Did they show the Arkham yeah. Knight? Yeah. I don't mm-hmm. remember seeing him. Yeah. They, uh, I, when did they show Arkham I saw the mask oh come down. So it, and I got to him I'm like, no, That's no, Arkham no, no, Knight. no. Uh, that was just Batman's alternate costumes. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, that's kind of sad. Because it looked like the Arkham Knight in the first, before uh, like the, the face part comes yeah. off and it's just the red dome. Because in the first... Um, uh, the teaser. I don't really know if it was so much a teaser, but the first trailer that came out, just the cinematic trailer, uh, Batman gets into this armor suit, and it's basically the uh, Batman Beyond oh. suit. So I, I think uh, armor is going to play heavily into this. Was Batman Beyond in the first one? Uh, I think there was a DLC for Batman Beyond suit. Uh-huh. Um, I'd like to see that. Yeah, no, I mean, they also had alternate costumes that yeah. weren't necessarily a part of, they weren't a part of the storyline. So maybe Batman, maybe Terry McGinnis might get involved in this, that but would I be doubt cool. it. Like, I hope so. We're not really able to time bit. travel too much in the no. Injustice yeah. I kind of wish, though. But, you know me, definitely definitely want to see uh, the all the different Robins. Yeah. I love Robin. Well, it would be nice to have I a multitude of them. Um, really, in, in the first one, you only get Damien on a yeah. technicality. You get Damien Whoops. and you get um, uh, Dick. Uh-huh. Is yeah. he as Nightwing, though? Yeah, uh, he, he's <laughs> as Nightwing, and then Damien is the Nightwing from the alternate uh, universe. Because that's that's what these games span. They span two different universes. Okay. Um, it's it's a lot to explain. Play the game, dude. Play. Um, I'll, I'll see if I can find it. I wonder if they put yeah. it out for Xbox One. They should. Yeah. Yeah. There should be a, uh, an ultimate edition find it. for Xbox One. But yeah, play the game because you'll I find out why Damien's the Nightwing of the other universe. Huh. It's a whole lot to go into, but um, <laughs> yeah. No, I, I'm I'm sure. I I hope for an abundance of characters. Not that there were any shortage of characters in the last one, and we got uh, a variety of people. I didn't think we'd ever get to play as, like, you could play as Raven in that game. Raven was part of the story, so. Um, yeah, so they I'm have hoping, it. Yeah. I'm nice. hoping. Um, of course, Harley Quinn's going to be it, but who do you who do you want to see in it? Uh, like, yeah, who does everyone want to see in this? I'm actually, I was really excited about Supergirl. Like, Super really super excited. Give me excited. some of the Young Justice people. Give me yeah. Red Tornado. Give oh, me, uh, yeah. okay. give me, like, Aqualad. Um... 
Miss Martian. Okay. Superboy. Like, give me a lot of the, the young. Well, like, the, I want Jessica Jones. I, I, I mean, Titan. I want Jessica Jones. I want Jessica Jones from Marvel. <laughs> Uh, I, I do. I want Jessica Jones from Marvel in there. Um, I think it's Bite Dream on some of the Young Justice. Uh, yeah. I want Beast Boy. But <laughs> see, that's a that would be something they could incorporate, and it actually work out pretty cool. Is Beast Boy like you do? Yeah. You do a combo to turn you into this. An and elephant. You stand. It's something. It's something yeah. cool. I, cool. I personally like, like whoever whoever's in there. Regardless, I want tons of costumes. Like me I'm too. Really there were a lot in the last game, but I want more than that. I want a, I want a Jurassic <laughs> Park dinosaur to be. Uh, I, I, th- I thought it was so cool because they like Moon Girl um, Man of Steel really had though. just come out around the time, so they released Man of Steel uh, Man. skins for. Not just Superman, um, but Zod was a DLC character, <gasps> and they had a Man of Steel skin for him. Oh, well, Scooby-Doo and the Wacky Racers. Oh, oh yeah, I do. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I do. Yeah, I do. It's all DC. They are oh, my God. DC, no, the, the apocalypse, Man- Scooby-Doo apocalypse <laughs> characters. That would be pretty crazy. <laughs> um, wow. Who do I, like, the obviously, comedian. I want the... Want the comedian. You know what? No, yes, 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 yes. It's the, again, Rebirth. So yep. fucking great. Uh, I want, all, so I want all of them. This is all of yeah. the all Watchmen of universe is colliding into the DC universe. I would love to see Rorschach, comedian. You know, Matt, if Dr. they Manhattan. don't do that on release, I could see that being a DLC. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Once DLC. it all gets re- like revealed Absolutely. and released, be smarter that than would to do definitely DLC. be like there would be money. a Watchmen DLC. For I also like to Please. see them do something like DLC story packs. Like, yes. um, they didn't do it for the first one. You just you downloaded the character and then you could use that character, which is fine. But, like, Arkham Knight-type stuff, where they they had, like, six different story packs, and you, yeah. you could play as these characters. Black Panther the Batgirl one was great. Well, look. Black Panther's Marvel. So I want it, though, so but, bad. Like, I, I got, ha- I think, I should, about halfway you know, through Arkham Knight before I got distracted. <laughs> yeah. And I need to go back, because I saw they put out all the different character stories and all that. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh, there's so much. It's so good. Uh, playing as Batgirl is so fun. They should do, um, they should do Injustice, like, DC versus Marvel. They should. They should do that. That, uh, that used to be. Uh, if you didn't, if you didn't hear her, because she got really low, she wants a DC Marvel. Uh, <laughs> I'm a little shy when I talk game. about things Um, but they should do that. Um, I don't know, man. Like, really, uh, I want to see Metallo. I like. Yeah. I've always been a fan of the Metallo villain. Um, I wouldn't mind Cassandra Cain. Yeah. Uh, popping on uh, in there. As Orphan or as the Batgirl? Yeah. I want She'd probably be Orphan, though, because that's what she is in continuity. Give us right now. give us one of each of the Lanterns. Like, we've got Red Lantern and Tross. Yeah. Obviously, we'll have the Green Lantern. Yeah. I assume we'll get I'll Sinestro. Uh, if, if nothing else, at least, like, John Stewart. I think John Stewart is in the last game. Uh, but Stewart give us Kyle Rayner. And give us Guy Gardner. Don't make him a part of the story. Just give us Guy Gardner, because I want to beat the shit out of him. <laughs> Like, <laughs> put Guy Gardner in there as a DLC, like for a dollar. Good idea. <laughs> for a dollar. I watch Shazam in there. Shazam kick it out. Make his yeah. voice really like. Hey guys, I'm Guy Gardner. I'm gonna. I'm the best ever. No. Can you no, have no, a pocket protector just cause? Then I kill him. <laughs> <laughs> I hate you, Guy Gardner. <laughs> um. I but yeah, Gardner. No, I would like to see Guy Gardner in there because I want to beat him up. <laughs> but yeah like really honestly like most of the people i want i, I know are gonna be in there so mm-hmm. um 
But like Pipe Dream, I want The Watchmen. So that's bad. what I want really bad. Yeah, that, yeah. That's my that's, top. Pick. That's gonna be a DLC. I'm, I'm I have. I'm calling it. Calling it. It's I'm smarter for it. them to do that. I mean, we'll it's, they'll make them more I money in the, in the long run. It, it'll be a future DLC. It'll be I, a now it should DLC. be a future DLC story pack. Yeah. If you're listening to us, Warner Brothers, come on, come on. WB Games, We're... make it happen. Uh, and sponsor th- us. This, <laughs> pod re- this podcast idea is my copyright. I will demand royalties. Please. Um, I'm gonna steal the whole like uh, DC Clue game. Yeah, that's my idea now. So. <laughs> All no, right. Um, but yeah, I, I've got uh, I got high hopes for it. Um, I'm gonna get it. I'm probably gonna get the collector's edition like I got with the last one because that statue is the shit. Um, if you haven't seen it, it's Wonder Woman about to hit like she's got her lasso around Batman's neck so and great. she's about to hit him with Superman's. Uh, Krypton pod that he came to Earth. Uh-huh. Uh, this is a pretty pretty great statue. Um, anyways, moving on to our last topic that we got here: um, Ninja Turtles two, Out of the Shadows. Uh-huh. Um, we all went and saw it so that we could all have a an opinion on it. Um, Bob went to see it too, although he's not here. <laughs> what did Bob think about it? Just just give us like uh, his reactions after the movie. He thought it was it was better than the first. I agree. He thought it was better. Uh, well, obviously, he also Bob's started honestly towards the end. The heat. <laughs> <laughs> like I liked it. It it was I I especially I enjoyed Leonardo a lot more because it wasn't Johnny Knoxville. I didn't notice it was Johnny Knoxville till the end though. That, uh, and like, I think his voice was fine. Uh, I I enjoyed okay. the inner turmoil between the turtles. Yeah, I like because that. Because of that, focus more on that like... power struggle that we've grown to no. know and love. Yeah. But, like, the story itself was kind of meh. It was rushed. But the... Definitely. Like, yes. I enjoyed Bebop and Rocksteady. I, yeah, I, no, I love Bebop and uh, Rocksteady. But... I I enjoyed the Turtles. Hey, Crane. Uh, Crane? Hey, Okay. It. Here was my it. thing with Krang. Whenever Krang would talk, there were moments where he would have that spiked boy going through puberty moment. Yeah. When he talked, but his voice was still too deep for my liking. Thank you. Yeah. Like, too deep for my liking. <laughs> and just the... It, it was too... He was too goofy. He was he too was. much of a cartoon character. And which is like saying something, because the more enjoyable version is the cartoon character. <laughs> See, I know. I, I, I know. I kind of know what Green was going. Dave Green was going for like the whole like alien. You know the whole like nineteen eighties like goofy one liners and like they, with like with with Crane that was yeah. not something you do. Plus, I'm, me and Vinny talked about this. Yeah. About okay. Crane is a super. He's so intelligent. Yeah. He's a living brain. Why didn't he make a robotic body? he can fit into. Yeah, exactly. What yeah. is with that joke? That, it doesn't make any that sense. It was not funny. That it was not funny. Me. He was constantly like trying to just shred himself back into this little space. He has that moment with the shredder uh, in the currently being constructed Technodrome. And like they have this back and forth and you're like, oh shit, Krang just put him in his place. And, uh, and then it gets interrupted by hit that whole little scene where he's getting shoved like this way too long scene where he's getting shoved it's like back filler. It's like family guy filler. back into yeah. his 
robot body. Yeah. The family guy filler is what it is. You had this really, like, it wasn't like, oh, Oscar nominee type scene. You had this, like, poignant scene that got me into that moment, and then you just turned around and just destroyed it for a joke, for one line. I honestly believe that was for one line, you idiot, which is like, no, Crane's yeah. catchphrase from the yeah. 80s cartoon. Yeah, uh, you idiot. And that I understand was all the, I homage, the homage like taken. Like yeah. that was like he wanted to give a nod. And yeah, I understand that, that. but that was the worst later. way you could have done it. Yeah, or to it, henchmen or something. The, the the body that he was always in was more of a sentinel for me. Yeah, yeah, it was very <laughs> yeah. sentinel esque. I mean, this that's one, fine. like the that's... head always seemed like it was in under construction. I didn't necessarily want to see a fucking eight foot tall fat dude with his shirt up <laughs> in like a. In I kind of wanted to see that though, so uh, like... <laughs> I, I wasn't really going that way with but, it. But when Casey Jones walks into the bar. And the jukebox plays Vanilla Ice. Yeah, that was Yeah, I like that. I like that and nod. That's probably that Easter my, egg was fa- good. my favorite scene with Casey in the whole movie. They because that the was, only time that was Casey tough. Jones. Yeah. That was Casey yeah, Jones. Yeah, I, I was really mad. This is my biggest problem with the Same. entire movie is that... Now, who the fuck is it at, at Nickelodeon? Like, dude, if, you, if you're hearing this and it's your fault, shoot me an email because we need to have words. Uh, <laughs> like, yeah, words. What do you not like about J- Casey Jones? Because in the cartoon, he's this goofball little dipshit who gets himself into more trouble than, than he's worth, and he's the dumbest fucking catchphrase ever. Uh, Goongala. He just yells that every time. He, he will yell that multiple times in a fight. Every time he gets up and jumps, it's Goongala. Goongala. And I can't fucking stand it. Uh, and then in this movie, he's he's a fast talking. Uh, I wouldn't happy say loud go now. lucky. Yeah, he's, he's a too he's a happy, happy go lucky. lucky um, wanted to be what's uh, what is it? He wanted to be a uh, detective one day. A detective, yeah, yeah. detective one day. No, he's a corrections he's, no, he didn't. officer. Again, he's officer. a goofball. He's a goofball who just cannot shut up. He's no. just like always oh, talking, always oh, talking. Yeah, yeah. I've been people. hearing a lot of people say that he didn't get enough. He didn't get enough screen time. That, like a lot of people, didn't, like, a lot of them didn't get a good well, granted, enough screen time. Well, a bulk of the, that the time that Stephen Amell was a less dour Green Arrow in that movie. That's what someone, yeah, yeah. that's what skeptics said. They're like less dour and Green people Arrow. People are gonna make that comparison regardless because well, Arrow's the only thing he's got really under his belt. And I just so feel like he should have been more tough that. though. Because uh, he is kind of like a wimp. Now, okay, you can't necessarily put it on Stephen Amell. No, it's, it's not him. Writing. It's yeah, the writing. Yeah, a lot of it's the writing. Like, it's the, the writing. scene where he pickpockets the detective's phone. I like yeah. that. Like, that was great. That I was, like that. That was Casey Jones. That's Casey Jones. But yeah, I love that. in between uh, is just and terrible. And the way Megan he Fox will never be able to. Of... Now, okay, from this point forward, I don't think we've spoiled anything yet. I don't think Good so. Good for us. But from this point forward, spoilers. Uh, which you just you just heard Except like an Easter hour eggs. of us reading these comic books, and if you didn't know what happened to them, we just spoiled them for you. So if you didn't well, know spoilers least... were coming, come on. <laughs> you should expect. You should know every now. time we do a podcast, there's going to be spoilers. Oh, first time listeners and stuff. But um, first anyways, listeners, watch. Uh, the way he dispatches of Bebop and Rocksteady pissed me off too because yeah. it's just a grenade. Shouldn't they be de- like okay? Maybe maybe Rocksteady would withstand a grenade. But Bebop, Bebop's fucking pork chops at this point. But no, all they do is, my man, my man. Another problem I got with the movie is literally, and I think this is literally every scene that they're in. If I took a shot, I would have said that. I would have drank. I would have been drunk. Yeah. 
Absolutely. So it's it's like they had no other good dialogue for them. Like I liked how cheesy they were because that's that's what they were supposed. That's that, 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 that whole like banter. Characters. But I felt like they were just they were goofy dumbasses, which is what which, they should. Yeah, I did like Seamus's. Yeah. I did like his performance though. Seamus did surprisingly well. I, he did surprisingly good. well. I liked it. Seamus did good for what you expect from a wrestler. Exactly. So well, see, well, people don't think people think the wrestlers are like well, big okay, old yeah, heads. Watch, but I mean, like watch WWE films. Like well, yeah, watch but all the WWE films. Fan. And no, I was disappointed by Stockman. I, Me too. Like, I, I throughout horrible. the whole movie, I I enjoyed him. I I, I liked right. him. He he did the a good stuff. Got on my nor- yeah, nerves a little bit. That, annoying and. I expected to much. get the fly. I, I expect or a lead in. I didn't a lead in. Spoiler, obviously. At the very I end, when it. when they haul him away, I was expecting him to pull out one of those little uh, syringe things, or like us get a little scene of him like rolling away in the car or whatever, and him like pull one out of his sleeve or his pocket or something, yeah, something. and inject his leg, or you know just do something. Something. And we have Baxter Stockman on the scene, so we, like, diehard fans, we know what we're going to get. I didn't really expect it. Or His laugh was I feel like one. with this movie, with how rushed it felt, like, yeah. it would have just been too much uh, to, to really go for the fly just yet. Maybe if the next movie gets made... Uh, the, well, okay, not maybe. If the next movie gets made, they're definitely going to do Stockman. Yeah. I liked that the Turtles got that, like, that, like you know, um, April Nero and Casey Jones, all that kind of got sidelined for a, a bit when it talked about, like, um, the whole wanting to be human. Or, like, you know what I mean? The whole the thing with the Turtles. Yeah, yeah. I liked that, that they focused on that, but then they just, like, Never mind. And then they, <laughs> um, I liked. I liked that they focused on that and they pushed everything to the sideline. And I'll agree. I liked the uh, the inner turmoil with the turtles. It's it's a classic turtle story. It is. Uh, yeah. It's it's nothing we haven't seen before. Um, and you know, I mean, there are probably better iterations, but and it was it was at, at least we, done well, which yeah. is like, something I can't say for a lot well, of this movie because we've never really gotten that whole high and mighty high and mighty Leo. Oh yeah. And like on on the big screen, okay, on the big screen. Yeah, so right. like getting this, and it's like uh, I can't remember what was the line, um, but he basically was like, "My opinion is the only one that matters." Yeah. Like, bitch, you gonna listen? Yeah, <laughs> he he's like, I thought we you know we did this together. He was like, or something along those lines. It was him and Raph going back and yeah. forth after Raph found out about the, the serum. The mutagen that yeah. could possibly turn And he was human. like, my decision is the only one that matters. Yeah. There was just I'm no like, development. Ooh. There was no development of characters. Like Shredder and Cry. How what's they that? survived the last yeah. one. They're two different actors. Cry? Yeah. I'm, I'm They're both certain. portrayed by different actors. Right. But that was Cry. Are, yes, that was Cry and Shredder. Shredder was the same. Nope. Yeah. I didn't even know Cry was in the first movie. Yep. Pretty sure. Very bit. Pretty sure she was. So. A, she was really tiny in there, but she was in there. Uh, but yeah, but, um, they're both portrayed by different characters. I mean, there's no development. How they survived the last movie? There's nothing. There's like, look at Shredder's new outfit. Like, look at Shredder's outfit. Ooh, look at this. You know, like I just, I felt like there was nothing. They just threw characters. Well, they threw, they threw characters together. I feel like little like character sandwich. And well, you've also got the, the no body and no death. Situation well, and yeah. they defeated the shredder. And how they the get how they get through the it? Scene. 
So it's it's easily explainable as they knocked out the Shredder, the cops. Well, because Shredder was in that in that suit. Yeah, and he could have been easily protected by that suit from a fall like that. I mean, uh, comic book logic, of course. Yeah, uh, but I mean, I'm kind of disappointed he didn't fall into the back of the garbage truck. Right, first <laughs> right. But I, I'll, cut, I'll cut my losses. They should have spent time, more time fleshing those characters out, though. No, I'm sorry. Okay, let's talk about the the first first movie first. I guess. <laughs> I'm sorry. Like that is such an amazing movie with the worst ending. Like that that uh-huh. that ending is just terrible because. <laughs> You get all this build-up. You get all this, like, you know, they're training out in the woods, and they're becoming better. They're expanding their minds. They're ready. And then they get to the actual fight. They get strip-tossed one by one. No big deal for the Shredder. And then it comes down to Shredder and Splinter. You're like, oh, shit. We haven't really seen Splinter getting the shit, uh, so we're about to get an epic battle. Nope. One flip, garbage truck, Casey Jones pulls the lever. That's how they defeat the Shredder? What the fuck? And he's not dead? Yeah, See, that's what I mean. Like Bullshit. nothing. Also, on that note, Splinter. I, I it, it was a love hate thing with Splinter in this yeah. one. Like, yeah, he was I didn't, I he didn't was get a one yeah. yeah, but like, I enjoyed him because he he isn't portrayed as this like overly crippled old, yeah. like de- decrepit, not crippled, yeah. decrepit old man. You know, he's still a very active. Very I think that's another agile. that's missing from this movie, though, is that that uh, master students relationship. Yeah, uh-huh. it, it's. I don't even. I, I can't say they called him dad. They called him dad in it. I can't. Well, that I mean, it. that's that's yeah, but I mean, there family, was, but I mean, I feel like they're like I mean, that's different. I mean, him teaching them. Yeah, we didn't, get, we didn't get that. He if he wasn't in the movie. I like he was so he was so miserable. I couldn't tell you a single line he said. The the very first time we see him, he's meditating on his finger, and it's about to count down to him having like his twenty four hour straight meditation for total enlightenment, and he gets knocked over by the turtles, Um, which that kind was kind of a classic thing. But I liked it, and like the intro, the intro was really cool, really funny to watch. Them like fighting over the pizza coming down yeah. the. Uh, that was good. I like that. The basketball game. That was yeah. Cool. Um, I, just they I, did I think more. they overused the uh, nostalgia trip in this because like, yes. literally everything has a classic turtles tone. Which that's yeah. what Dave Green while, wanted though. Dave Green wanted that nostalgia tone. Yeah. Because well, everyone was complaining about the first movie. In the ground. I like I that. agree. Well, I think but, that he tried a little too hard to give did. everyone those that eighties yeah. you know eighties turtles feel. And they could try a little too hard and put a little too much, but it wasn't enough development. And it was all like zingers, one-liners, and like all too much nostalgia and not enough. Why? Why the fuck are we watching this movie? All what you the need fuck to is know going on this movie? April is that, that she's tell them that I hate she, her. She's she's there. I'm never going I mean, okay. to. That's not, understand why they. The she is she, April Michael Bay. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Emma Stone would have made it better. Here's the thing. Uh, she. She does stuff in the movie. She helps. Like she walks she, to one place and then she walks and she no, runs no, I sometimes. Mean, I mean, she does. Act, I mean, she's the one who steals the fucking. She's just awkward. Thing. But it's it's Megan Fox. So whatever it's, she's doing is buried underneath the emotionless, uh, the emotionless, the emotionless husk of Megan Fox. And you're like, wait, she? 
Oh yeah, she did help. That scene when she ran past Bebop from Rocksteady and grabbed the vial made me feel like someone like made me feel like there was a stagehand on stage that needed to on on a stage that needed to go grab something off stage because they forgot it in the previous scene. That's what reminded me when she ran it. I was like, oh, grab it quick! Like sometimes I felt like she she was. She trying to not... be sad, but coming off as hungry. Megan <laughs> <laughs> no. Fox, eat a Snickers. Well, Why? Because you suck. How? Okay, Casey Jones is this, like, entry-level position, security guard type guy for the prison, whatever. How did he afford that officer. brand new Dodge Challenger? Michael Bay bought it for him. How, <laughs> how did someone on his pay... And I think he even made mention we're, that we're getting too deep into we nitpicking are. now. We are. Was it the Fast and the Furious? Like, but, was it made by the same, um, what's his face? What's his face? Every, oh, let me find it. Um, Almost every Michael Bay movie has the same exact soundtrack. Now, Michael Bay was just the There's producer cool. on this one, right? He didn't direct this one. Right. Yeah. No, um, he didn't. But still. But still, a producer has a large influence on a film. I just, um, anytime there was orchestrated music, I thought I was watching a Transformers movie, yeah. especially when it would pan like oh, the, yeah. the city skyline and Megan, stuff like that. Okay, I know that I've been harping a lot on how Megan Fox is toe thumbs and how she can fall in a hole, but I just really miss that yellow jumpsuit. I just really miss it, and not just that. Yeah. She looked like that she was on the set of Transformers suit. with her white tank top and her blue jeans. You hear this every time we get something and her new. flannel. Tied around her waist. We hear this every, th- every time something new Turtles comes out. We hear jumpsuit, jumpsuit, jumpsuit. Guys. Not all the time. It's not it's, 1984. I was going to say, it's, it's 2016 it's got, right it now. Be, no oh, place so they can't make world. a variation on it? They can't make a variation uh, on it? They do. With yellow jackets and yellow Wait, was it when she wore the flannel t-shirt? skirt and the shirt, white tank top? Or the white yellow, tank top and jeans with the flannel jacket tied around her? Which one was that? Give me a yellow, yellow jacket, jacket, and I'll be... I'll be yeah. Give me a different actor. It's Megan Fox. You can't ask me to pinpoint no a specific no. thing about Megan Fox. Maybe in the very had, beginning. Give me a better actress and a, ye- a yellow bomber jacket with the stripes down the yeah. arm. Right. I will be happy. Exactly. Yeah. Thank you. Um, she well, we, don't need, we don't need a jumpsuit ever again. Because, I know. Like that is seriously an eighties thing. That's where it belongs. It would have been better than Transformers else, costumes in. If nothing Turtle else, movie. let's go. She's in the gym and in a yellow tracksuit for one scene. Just one scene. Just a something. Is that would be a, that would be the nod that I would want, not the whole like. Uh, yeah. Pain. <laughs> anyway, that's all, me puking in the background. I, if you guys can't see it, I'm ultimately puking. I I didn't care too much for the movie. Three it's not slices of horrible. Of there are enjoyable parts, but it's yeah. It's the exact opposite of the first movie. I went into that movie expecting to hate it, and I thought it was great. I when I did my review for it on um, the sort of my brand channel, um, the old versus new review, I actually ended up siding with the new one over the old movie, um, because you got to take nostalgia out of it. You got to put them side by side as movies. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Like, as so a going movie, into this one, I was like, oh, it's going to be great. We are Crank, Bebop, Roxy, Casey Jones, and it's Stephen Amell, and the cast is oh, amazing. Oh, Stephen Amell. Uh, aside from one person, <laughs> the cast is amazing outside of that one person. Total. Um, and it was it was a huge disappointment. Um, yeah, I like, agree. I went in there not quite as hyped up as you, so I think that's why I enjoyed it I wasn't more. hyped up at all. 
Like, I went at, well, no, I tried to get down to a level where I was apathetic going into it. <laughs> I it's was. Like, it's going to be a movie. I was apathetic. <laughs> I was like, I was like, 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 $5 to watch, yeah. watch a movie that's going to be bad. So. That's what I thought. And I did, I did surpass my original, like, I never try to go into, I try to be neutral when I go somewhere and watch a movie. But I was already so, like, I was dreading it. Except for Star of, Wars. You go into Star Wars. Yeah, right. if anyone hates Star Wars and they're walking like, I don't like it, I'm kicking them in the knees. I don't think I'm going to like this movie. Shut up, it's Star Wars. Shut, <laughs> Shut up. Because like Rogue One is going to be the best thing in so, my life at the time. Not, I'm going to give two No one's going to talk to me. Half. No one's going to... I'll give it two and a half work. half shells. Really? Five. Only two and a half? Yeah. I'm going to give it you three. I'm going to give it a solid 3.2 half shells out of five. I... About half of the movie, I really thoroughly enjoyed but about half, like, if I sit and I think, about half of This has been movie, enlightening for you, hasn't it? <laughs> well, like, this is... Even Amel gets one whole half, one whole shell to himself. <laughs> Man, Fox destroys himself. Sorry. Um, <laughs> I'm gonna give it two, uh, two shells. I'm only giving it 3.2 because Stephen Amel gets his own half shell. I'm gonna give it two. If I find it for, like, maybe $5, I might buy it. Maybe $5. I don't even know if I want to spend that much. You know, I feel so like this cash I already for a dollar. This would be one of those things that goes like straight to Netflix. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, it was. It was yeah. Well, guys, uh, I think we're going to go ahead and wrap this up here. Um, remember, go over to the Sort of My Brand Facebook page uh, where we're going to be, from this point forward, from this, starting with this episode um, and any live shows we do past this point, it's all going to be mainly advertised there now we're gonna obviously we'll share things to the sort of my comics page when it's necessary to our personal pages but you won't see this you won't see a sort of my comics post with this link in it you will see a shared post from sort of my brand so head over to sort of my brand like that page because if you look at the uh, post that's pinned to the top we're doing a huge giveaway I'm not going to go into the laundry list of stuff that's in it, but it's some awesome Check out the crap. pinned post. has all the information. If you listen to the last episode, you'll know about it. You'll know about the hidden tag in there, which yeah. we're not going to reveal now because nope. they should have listened to the last yeah. one to go, get it. Go listen to episode three if you haven't yet, and you'll get uh, a secret way to get five extra entries. You're welcome. Um, I think there are like a total – you can get a total of 27 entries uh, if you do everything possible to get an entry. Don't so, miss out, you turkeys. Yeah, Don't miss uh, out. Get that going on. We're up to like uh, 120 some odd, 130 uh, right now. I'd love it if it got to 300. But, Same. Um, that's, our, that's a goal right now. But yeah, so go over and check out Sort of My Brand. Other places you can find us are on SoundCloud, YouTube for Sort of My Brand. Uh, you can find us on Instagram and Twitter for Sort of My Podcast. You can find uh, Sort of My Comics on Facebook, uh, where we share news, uh, nerd news and stuff, and pretty much where we pull the topics for this. Um, and you can find us personally on our Instagrams and stuff. You can see those in the description of this uh, video. Mm -hmm. or, uh, <laughs> well, it depends on where you're, you're listening, if it's YouTube or not. But either way, um, description of this podcast. Podcast, yes. Yeah. Uh, guys. My name has been uh, Vincent Herman, Vin the Human. Yeah, as it is. I'm, it now? I'd like it to. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'd like to. Uh, I'd like to do the opposite of thank our unofficial non-sponsor, uh, Frontier. Frontier, the great uh, 
by some standard of shit <laughs> internet service that you can get ripped off on and uh, <laughs> and hung up over when you have the slightest problem. Uh, Frontier, they'll fu uh, they're fucking me. They shouldn't be fucking you. <laughs> yeah. Um, anyways, uh, guys, my name is Vin the Human, Vincent Herman. My name is Chelsea Watkins or Chellraiser. This is James Odell, Alpha Spectre. Cue that badass outro music. <laughs>